Good evening. We call the meeting of the Liberty County Board of Commissioners to order for our first meeting of the month. We do meet, ladies and gentlemen, the first Tuesday and the third Thursday. This is our first Tuesday meeting, and our third Thursday meeting is just a little more like a working meeting, although we do take action at that meeting also, should there be action items on the agenda. <clears throat> but this will be our considered our regular uh, Tuesday meeting of the month. Happy um, Fourth of July to everyone. Hope you had a great holiday. I'm glad everyone uh, was able to make it safe and sound. Uh, Mr. Brown, has the media been properly advertised? Yes, sir, it has. All right, thank you. We appreciate that. Um, as is common in our meetings, we always begin with prayer and the Pledge of Allegiance. I see Pastor Richard Hayes is here. He's the president of the United Ministerial Alliance. He's going to come now, lead us in our invocation, followed by a pledge. Please stand for both of those items. Good afternoon, commissioners and all those that are in attendance. Let us bow our heads for a word of prayer. Grace and the Heavenly Father, we are so thankful and grateful and just honored to be here and to live in this community such as this. And we are grateful for all the many blessings that you've sowed upon us. And now this evening, Lord, we ask that you would just bless this meetings and the proceedings that go forth, that this community becomes a better place for all those that are a part, those that are coming, those that are already here, and those that are on their way. Bless us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. While I'm thinking about it, our hearts certainly go out to, is it Highland Park? I have it right? Highland Park? Uh, Illinois, where the tragedy happened, and here we are trying to celebrate America and all that it stands for, and tragedy happened. So, we send our thoughts and prayers to that, to that city, uh, and, and what that local government must be going through. Because I can't imagine what we'd be uh, dealing, or how we'd be feeling here in Liberty County had that happen here. So, we send our thoughts and prayers uh, out out to that community. All right, uh, the agenda will require us to approve our. Minutes for the month of June. Second. Motion of second. We approve the June minutes. Any further discussion? All in favor, sign. Raise your hand, please. Any opposed? All right. Uh, we caught a little glitch early. Listen, sometimes if I move a little fast and I forget to ask the opposition, just remind me. <laughs> we'll ask for that. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Thank you. LCPC, Mr. Jeff Rickerson. We will need to go into public hearing, Mr. Chairman. All right, Chair, entertain a motion to go into public hearings for resolving. Second. Second. Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. That is unanimous and opposition. All right, thank you. Good evening, Chair. Oh, members of the board. How are you? Uh, our first action tonight is a rezoning request that's been submitted to you by Travis Stringer, who represents the owner of this property, Laurel View Properties. It is a 436-acre piece of property uh, that they would like. It's adjacent to the Trayport East Industrial Park. They like to request the rezone that property from its current zoning of A1 to I1. Uh, you can see here on the screen here, that's the tax map and parcel number associated with it. Uh, this proposed industrial track would get all of its access uh, from within uh, Trayport East uh, development off of Old uh, It's actually not Old Sunbury Road, it's Sunbury Road. 
uh, that goes through the middle of, of um, Trade Port East. So, uh, all the access would be internal to the uh, county's Trade Port East uh, industrial park. This development, because of the size of it, was submitted to the CRC uh, uh, for review as a development of regional impact, as was the original submittal of Trade Port East because of the size. And CRC concluded its, inter, uh, its, uh, its process, review process, on May the 5th. Uh, the overall development uh, of this parcel is, is expected to be completed by 2027, so that's about five years. This is just the sign. Uh, it's on the uh, curve going into Trayport. They're, they're proposing to build a road off of here, going back into the property, and then there'll be a second entrance a little bit further down going into the property. But that's the sign on the, on the property. And then there's the uh, ad that we were required to do in the Coastal Courier. Project description, uh, this is just something they submitted with the DRI. It's an expansion of, of Trayport East uh, Industrial uh, Park. Uh, the project size is about 4 million square feet of building area. The project is located on parcel number 302001. It's about, uh, it's, it's off of uh, Sunbury Road. Um, the overall uh, value of this project when it's completed would be $320 million and it's estimated to generate about just under $4 million in annual tax revenues to Liberty County. <coughs> And this is just a map showing the, uh, the limits of the area that they're asking for. Again, Islands Highway, Sunbury Road going through Tradeport. This is uh, the Target Center here. This is uh, Arconic here. So this is located, sort of tucked over uh, adjacent to, this is the boundary of Tradeport East here. So this is just adjacent to it. And as you'll see from the next slide, they're, gonna, they're proposing to develop this into seven industrial tracks. And that's just a zoning map just showing the current zoning of the property with, again, the red is the boundary that they're proposing to rezone. And the gray here is the existing Tradeport East Industrial Park. And that's just a meets and bounds survey showing the area they want to rezone. And that's existing zoning, uh, uh, proposed zoning. And this is the concept that they'd like to develop. Again, as I told you earlier, Right in the curve there, they want to build a road going back to access these three sites. And then a little bit further down, uh, kind of in front of the tire rack, another road would go back here and, and access these four sites. The sites all vary in, uh, in size from uh, around 400,000 square feet up to 900,000 square feet. So there's a, a variety of buildings. I guess that's dependent, dependent upon the uh, desires of the tenant. And this is just a flood map just showing that there are some, some flood areas, some AE flood areas sort of in the middle of the site, but uh, there's plenty of uplands on both ends of the property. And as, as you recall from looking at that concept plan, that's where they intend to focus the buildings. Um, they're proposing this would be a predominantly warehousing type uh, industrial use, so we don't anticipate any smoke odor, uh, toxic gases, glare, heat, sewage and so forth. Uh, this is a letter of support from the Liberty County Development Authority saying that uh, because of the success of the Crayport East uh, Industrial Park, there's a need for additional sites uh, to make Liberty County continue to be attractive to new development. Uh, so they're, they're throwing their support behind this project. Uh, our zoning analysis, uh, the property does have uh, economic value as it's currently zoned. It is uh, 
consistent, the proposed use is consistent with the JLS uh, study. Uh, the property does not conform to the existing Liberty County Comprehensive Plan because at the time that we developed that plan, uh, almost 10 years ago, this property was being used for forestry, and uh, so it was uh, it was reflected in the plan to be Ag A1 zoning. So it is, it's, it's not um, it's not consistent with the Comprehensive Plan, but it is adjacent. As I'll say a little bit later on in the presentation, it is adjacent to the existing Treeport East uh, <coughs> Industrial Park. So that's that's a mitigating factor. Uh, item number four, uh, will there be a, an adverse effect on the value and usability of nearby properties? We pointed out there that no, the existing uh, property that would, the, the only property that is not owned by this current applicant is the Trayport East Industrial Park, which is all zoned industrial, which is what they're asking for. Number five, is a proposed use and suitable in view of nearby uses? Yes. Number six, there would not be any undue burden on uh, transportation uh, or utilities in the area. Number seven, uh, would this allow a short-term gain at the expense of our long-term goals? No. Uh, this, this would possibly cause a domino effect because there might be other properties that would want to uh, get the industrial zoning as well. Are there unique historical sites that might be adversely affected? And we said our answer is no there. Uh, number seven, uh, number 10, um, as, a, as you saw on the map previous, uh, this, some of this uh, property is in the AE flood zone. Uh, number 11, it's not spot zoning. Number 12, are there unique conditions that support approval or denial? And uh, our comment there is that the property is, is adjacent to the existing, the county's existing Treeport East Industrial Park. So Planning Commission heard this at their January the 20th meeting, and they recommend approval with standard conditions. So I'll be glad to answer any questions that y'all have about this petition. Uh, before we um, invite the the petition up any questions for Ms. Rickson? You want to wait till hear from the petition and then ask questions? Yes, okay, all right. Uh, yeah, Mr. Travis. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Before you begin, Jeff, if you will, um, I think probably the answer is no, but just tell me, when you send the letters out to anyone that lives within 200 feet of this property, this, okay. Okay, who is the adjacent landowner, okay. Good evening, Mr. Chairman, Board of Commissioners. Hello, sir. Uh, my name is Travis Stringer. I'm with the Forum Group. Um, we're a family business, uh, third generation now. And uh, for the past 20 years, we've been invested 
down here in Liberty County. Um, first one to show this exhibit and we'll run into the project. I'll let our engineer kind of go more in the specifics, but I want to take the opportunity to show um, the initial acquisitions that, and ultimately the property that we have owned over the years. And um, back about 20 years ago when we first acquired, started acquiring property in this area, uh, we grew those assets to about 6,000 acres, which you see here. Um, originally we purchased and operated as a timber, planta uh, timber operation and a forestry operation. Um, but through all that entire period of time, we had worked on multiple um, master plans and rezoning opportunities with both the development authority and uh, the county. Um, the first one, which was what you see in orange here, um, was property that we worked with and supported the development authority in acquiring um, at a discount and through financing to be able to start what is now Tradeport East and help to incentivize and bring uh, job creation and business to the county. Uh, and that was one of the first steps as a part of our overall master plan here. Um, over the years, we rezoned portions along Islands Highway to uh, commercial, which we now have about 200 acres zone commercial between the North and Southeast Quadrant. A lot of that was done when the Gateway over dist Overlay District was being put into place along Islands Highway there. Um, and as everyone knows, we came back and rezoned uh, recently portions here for industrial. Um, the part in blue here is the acreage that uh, we're looking to rezone currently. As you can see, and as it was mentioned, is a part uh, is connected or adjacent to uh, Tradeport East. And our plan is for that connection to come straight to Sunbury Road um, versus our Spine Road that goes through the majority of the property. Um, we've done our best to try and meet with uh, neighbors, not necessarily adjacent. Obviously, there's not a ton of landowners adjacent, directly adjacent to the property that we're planning to rezone here. But um, you know, through this rezoning process and just and through planning commission and so forth, we've had opportunities to meet um, with residents of Colonel's Island and other areas who obviously um, access through Islands Highway here. Um, big, co uh, big portion of the comments obviously has been, um, you know, the overall development of industrial and adjacent properties and expansion of development. I wanted to identify this piece here was a portion that we had planned for future development, um, but had since last year um, sold to <clears throat> the Dorchester Hunting Club. The main reason of that transaction was preservation of the hunting club for many years to come. Um, and although I know they do have some idea of trying to develop portions of it, the majority of this property will never be developed because it's utilized uh, for the quail hunting uh, that the hunting club does. And so point being that the extent of our planned development and expansion on the, major on the property that we have here actually ends at this boundary line and at the, port, the eastern portion of this property here um, that we're looking to rezone today. Um, this next exhibit um, is to really give an idea and a picture, it's conceptual. So none of the adjacent property except for the commercial down here is actually rezoned, um, but it's to show that our intent is only to rezone these two pieces here for industrial that you see in gray. This portion was rezoned early in this year. The remaining portion of it and all the um, acreage adjacent to uh, the Marsh and River frontage, which is about um, that inclusive of the commercials, about 1,050 acres remaining, is planned to be residential and commercial. Um, we're still working on this master plan. We've talked with some of the residents about this plan. We've met with um, 
both the county administrator and others to get input on this. Um, and we're opening to continue having those meetings to get further input on it. Um, but the purpose of this exhibit is to show the extent of our industrial rezoning requests and show that the future plan of this property is to be residential and commercial and that our eastern boundary is right here um, to the east. Um, I'll transition now to our engineer to kind of dive into our project and talk more about the building's access and so forth. Yes, oh, he's coming. The engineer's coming. Yes, good evening. Chad Zitrower with Kern & Company. Um, here's part of this application. So a lot of this was covered in the staff report. Just wanted to clarify in regards to our particular project, which was identified as 4 million square feet and the 418 acres, um, is to be accessed via Sunbury Road. That'll be our only access out to Islands Highway. We won't have any access uh, related uh, to the development. Um, we have obtained water and sewer commitments from the Liberty County Development Authority. Uh, they will own and operate that system. In addition to that, all of our buildings will be equipped with uh, ESFR fire protection systems. So we will have those implemented into uh, all of our properties. Um, as Mr. Stringer's indicated, he does have plans for future development in regards to some residential commercial on the perimeters of these properties. Um, we have gone ahead and incorporated buffers next to that in order to protect that for the future so that you can have a buffer in between the industrial and, and future residential development. Um, the only other item I would like to take note of is we have kind of been in communication with Mr. Long, which is the county engineer in regards to the Islands Highway Safety Improvement Plan. Um, it is our understanding that this concept plan has kind of been presented to, to GDOT. Um, it is proposed to be four lanes with a grass median on the interior. Uh, we have coordinated the access points, not so much as this one, as that Sunbury, uh, you know, road already exists, but we did kind of work together on the, the Dorchester Village Road intersection where that is located at. Um, the extent of this plan, as I understand it, will go from I-95 to Brigden Road, um, and it's currently been sent to DOT to kind of coordinate with, uh, you know, some potential funding mechanisms and things of that nature uh, for those improvements. And I believe Mr. Long is here tonight. If there's... We're not involved directly, kind of indirectly, so if there's any points of clarification, you may want to ask him some further questions. Um, but that's, uh, you know, what I have uh, to kind of go over tonight. Um, and Mr. Stringer, myself, will now take any questions you may have of, of the applicant. Okay. All right. Yes, sir. Uh, can you go back to the slide? <clears throat> Once we talked about, or you talked about making some commercial development somewhere in here? Correct. Right here. Right on the front. Correct. On um, both the frontage here on the southeast quadrant, it's about 35 acres. And then on the north side here, there's about another 100 and 150. Okay, what part of that is located in the city? Is it that little small piece right there? So it's a small portion of this one and then a small portion of here. Um, I forget the exact distance, but I think it's about 350 to 500 feet of distance from that interchange over. That's in the city of Midway, correct? Chairman, I got a question for Mr. Sir. Mr. Trent, 
we've talked about traffic. Have we actually did a traffic study down there yet? We have done some traffic counts and we have prepared the uh, um, corridor study to go to DOT. Um, we have not done like a formal traffic study based on these, but we can do that and we can add that information uh, to it. Now, one of the things that we were looking at, uh, we did look at the counts and what the projected counts were for the uh, trucks coming up and down that road. And that's one reason that we went with the uh, four lanes safety section that we did because of, you know, currently with just a few of the things that are in the industrial park now, we wouldn't push the threshold to get up to the four lane, but with the addition of uh, these, with this current rezoning application and the one that was done last month, it'll push us over the threshold for the uh, truck traffic to warrant the four lanes. With this, how would this project, the four lane, the overpass, how would these projects line up with completion to help take care of all that traffic? That's a good question, how to make that happen. And that's all really a, a function of funding because, you know, we have the corridor study that goes from Charlie Butler Road to, um, to I-95 and then the Islands Highway Safety, which is from I-95 to just past Brigden Road. So what we're doing is we have been working with DOT to identify funding mechanisms for all three of those phases. Now, obviously, the heavier lift on that is the uh, interchange at I-95 because there's going to be a pretty good-sized bridge that goes there, uh, and you've got to change the way the access works. Uh, so they are looking at that. We have presented it to the, our board member for DOT and to the uh, district engineer. Um, and I think before too long, we'll probably end up with a trip up to Atlanta to talk to the commissioner to see how we can make these run together we can make funding come together for it. So, uh, yes, sir, your, your question is a great question uh, as far as timing goes and being able to make them come out exactly at the same time, but we can get through. So, what I'm hearing you saying that this project pretty well will be funded by DOT? There, so the, the, Islands the Islands Highway and the 84 corridor study, we're gonna to have to get some funding from DOT because the, the funding for that is just gonna be greater than what we can uh, bear with our T-splots and our uh, special low clocks and sales tax. So we will need some other funding to be able to push this through. I wanna make sure I get all these questions asked. Will all of it come from DOT or other, or other source? We'll have to have some skin in the game. So, you know, that could be as far as some of our PE studies and getting things ready. Uh, so it could take the shape of several different things. So, but yes, we'll have to have some skin in the game on it. What about some money coming from the industrial authority? That's a possibility as well. So, but we have to kind of go through the development authority to see what's available there as well. We've got it, enough money to help out. But I mean, honestly, this project is, is outside of it. Industrial Authority, correct? Yeah, this is on the back side of the trade port east. Uh, what about fire service? Ask me that again. I'm sorry. What, what about fire service? Fire service? Okay, fire service for this one will come from the uh, um, Islands Highway Fire Station. Uh, and also has some serviceability from Midway, 
but. Mr. Chairman, uh, Mr. Brown, keep in mind the more we add on to fire service, we are putting a overburden on the Liberty County Fire Service for the size that they are. Mm -hmm. That means it's a great possibility that homeowners in that area, they could see an increase in the ISO ratings, which would mean a much more higher premium that they would have to pay. So we need to take all of this in consideration. Yes, sir. Did I lose anybody with that? You lost me with that. I hadn't heard that before. Well, it's true. Yeah. You're adding more load to the fire service. Is your mic on? Is, your, is mic your microphone on? No, it's not. I don't think. Yeah, I, so what he's talking about is the ISO rating. Now, what will happen mm -hmm. is they'll extend the uh, Liberty County Development Authority water system out there. So there'll be fire protection as far as um, fire flows available mm -hmm. and um, availability to fight fire. Mm -hmm. Now, uh, what he's talking about is the demand on the personnel for the fire department and how that all plays into the development of the ISO rating. So, uh, you know, there's several factors that you got to look at when you're doing that. And we just, we just went through an ISO rating, so it would be a little while before that happens here, buddy. Did I answer that okay? I think so. Mr. Chairman, yes, sir. I, I want to talk to uh, kind of hard to see those fellas back there. I don't know if they sit down or leave. Oh, there they are. <laughs> Um, your, your project there you're talking about that it looks like it's going to be on the northbound side of I-95 right up there. Do you think there's any possible way that you could, we can divert traffic um, onto the northbound side out of that park? Uh, I know you talked about having a residential area there, but um, would that be something that you would entertain to, to and, and look into with our county engineer and the state and the federal government? Because not only is the, I mean, the traffic issue on Islands Highway has started years ago. There's one way in and one way out. Mm -hmm. And we've all talked about that, and nothing's been done. Um, but that's that would help alleviate the traffic that would go out of the park and the residential section if you ever develop that. But uh, that would also keep trucks from coming out. Um, now, I don't know how many trucks enter and exit there. I, I have no idea. But they would come out and then... Um, you know, go to the um, overpass and go down uh, north or south. But mm -hmm. I'm thinking that the product that's there may go to the port, may go to 16 and go north. Um, but, I mean, you know, that's just something I was guessing. I don't know any, any bit of that to be, um, you know, any truth to it. But it would look like up there in that corner just about with a green up here yeah maybe back down because of the distance between there and 
uh, not to the Jericho River, because, but I think you could probably, um, I mean, just for the satisfaction of the people at the coast, if you have any type of a weather issue, there's no way to leave. Mm-hmm. And um, I just, you know, I'm just asking you in your plans if you can, um, I mean, with what you're talking about there, you wouldn't mind calling our congressman and asking him, would he help you? Not at all. We are very open to working with both the county, the development authority, and the county engineer with regards to how traffic flows for both this development and this development can be put together. If there's an opportunity that presents itself to do that, we're very much open and want to stay in the conversation to, promote, to help with that. Thank you. Mm -hmm. Mr. Chairman, I wasn't quite finished. I thought the mic was on. Can you, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Uh, right there in that grave, that's, that went to the hunting hub? Correct. So that, is that an indication that they won't be no more industries probably beyond where you're looking at now? Correct. Okay. The intent of our transaction with them was the preservation of the hunt, was the preservation of the hunting club. Now, there are there is acreage that they had looked at and had planned to probably keep out for future development, but I can tell you that from what I know that the majority of that property will not be developed to preserve the hunting club, which essentially takes about half of the property that we had remaining, maybe actually roughly about 60%. It was 2,800 acres. Was there anything, and I'm just, you don't have to, you answer it if you want to. <laughs> so, if there's anything in the selling part that the sales of it that no no industries will go on that particular part? No, there wasn't. It wasn't, okay. All right, Mr. Chair, that's good for right now. Thank you. Commissioner Jones. Mr. Chairman, um, I think my question be directed to uh, Mr. Ricketts. He's still yeah. um, on the zoning analysis. Um, I think it's question, well, point number six is asking about will the zoning proposal create an undue burden on transportation, including streets, transit, and on schools, utilities, or the provision of the public safety? Um, could you answer um, how did you come up to the conclusion or y'all come up to the conclusion that it wouldn't? The, the current... Um proposal is to access Sunbury Road, which is the main spine road that goes through all of all of Trayport East. And when, when this industrial park was developed uh, almost you know, 15 or 20 years ago, there were some improvements made. There was a turn lane, a, a, a desail lane put in here, and uh, some improvements. It's, pretty, it's a pretty uh, extensive entrance going in, the main entrance going into Sunbury Road there. So all the entrance uh, and ex the entrance and exit from uh, the proposed area is going to be coming out of Sunbury Road. It's it's not going to be a it's not going to be a special entrance onto Islands Highway at any other place. So in, any any impact would be off site of, of what's going on here. This is this is going to be essentially an expansion of Trayport East, and any impact immediate impact would be onto the road system within Trayport East. But you know, you've already got an entrance going out to. Uh, to Islands Highway, and if, if this if that generates at some point when this is fully built out, if it generates a warrant for a traffic signal there, then uh, that would 
be the time to do that. But until we have a warrant for the traffic signal, we're not going to be able to get a traffic signal at, at Sunbury. I guess that's where I was headed with the question about that inner well where you turn off into that Sunbury Road off of Islands Highway. Um, there is no presently no lights, caution lights or anything. And with the, I guess, increase in traffic, uh, transfer trucks, et cetera, so forth, employees, that there's going to be probably a big burden at that intersection or turn off, however you describe it. Um, I just questioning how it wouldn't affect you know, y'all came up with the conclusion that it wouldn't affect it, and I was just wanting you to explain how it wouldn't. Um, with the excess traffic and from both residential, commercial, and even just the residents traveling that road, that um, I don't see how it would not be an undue burden on uh, the streets and transit. So I was just wondering how you came up with the no for that. Well, it, it definitely will increase traffic. There's no doubt that uh, 4 million square feet of industrial on this road, uh, all coming out onto Sunbury Road, is going to be a burden. But it, uh, the answer the question is, is it an, an undue burden? And we didn't feel that it would, it would push over the top of being an undue burden. Uh, it, it's not something that couldn't be managed. Your analysis, too, only took into consideration the addition of these warehouses and not the future residential impact. All that or all or, that he was talking about. Or retail, around. right? That's right. Correct. That's right. Yeah, yeah, that'll be a separate to be assessed later. Okay. Well, that being the question, and thank you, Joey. Um, and we already are talking about the proposed residential, so we're not looking at that right now. now. We've got to come back to you and ask for the zoning <laughs> to do all of that. Yeah, Mr. Chairman, I had a question. Good, sir. Yes, sir. Okay. Yeah, Mr. Rickerson, on that um, same issue from Sunbury Road to the interstate, is it already two lane coming out of there? It's, it's I mean, going lane. to the. Yes, everything in there is two lane. There is a there's a, a, a left diesel. turn lane into the trade port into Sunbury, and there's also a diesel lane turning on to the exit ramp here. And then when you when you get just past that or whatever, then it goes into the regular two lane to two Island. Okay. All right. Chairman, I interject, Jeff. Remember that left turning lane going into uh, Sunbury Road is a very short distance. So if you mm -hmm. get heavy traffic coming and you get probably two two rigs there with trailers, they've taken up that lane. Can't Excuse me, Mr. Chair. Uh, uh, Mr. Long, is, is there any way you can connect to uh, the Google Maps? I'm over here, this guy. Yep, me. Instead of looking at, at that particular map so we could kind of get a, a better visual on, on the streets that we're talking about. Look at technology.
think he wanted the photo, the aerial photograph there. Are you trying to see the strapping on the road? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> She's been trying to count the cars, baby. The county's aerials were good for that. but There we go. Now we're cooking with grease. There we go. There we go. So you can see the, the right turn wing where the truck is. Which one is it, Jeffrey? Yeah, where the truck is, and it turns left, and that lane goes all the way to the northbound entrance on to uh, 95 North. Now, if they're going south, then they do have to transition into this through lane, and this is a through lane that goes straight on through. So, and there are tons of signs out there that says which lanes are which because we've had truck drivers get in the wrong lanes in the past. Mm -hmm. So, um, but right now there is a turn lane that goes this way and there is a turn lane to turn left into trade port east. Now, as time goes along and with the safety improvements, this intersection will get improved. There'll be a longer queue line to turn left. Um, we'll have to go through the intersection control evaluations with DOT to make sure we have everything correct when we do the safety improvements. But uh, what we've got laid out so far takes into consideration a, a, a nice left turn lane getting in here, gives you two lanes, you got to get through per, a through lane, um, and then you have an, an extra right turn lane onto northbound I-95 up there. And of course, our future plan is to have uh, another bridge um, Right, I mean, over I-95, because that is, mm -hmm. right now, that is a, a big throttle for us getting across. How about lighting? There are lights at the intersection, but there'll need to be more lighting. And there is some light, lighting at this intersection. You can see a light pole there. Right. I'm, I guess I'm, I'm talking more about uh, Allen's uh, highway. highway. Right. So we can look at adding lighting down Allen's Highway with the safety improvements for Whatever you guys would like us to look at, we can certainly look at those items. But no traffic light. Not right now. That's that's where I've got really a sole issue at, right? It doesn't qualify, didn't you? I know it was chairman, but yeah. what I'm saying is, what does it take qualifying somebody getting killed? Well, now we have we have rules and regulations that we don't create. That it doesn't qualify now, but with the addition, if I heard you correctly, of the uh, other properties in the rear, then, then that would put us over the threshold for a traffic signal. I mean, it's not on the state system. I know on the state system, you have to have, you have to meet the warrant. So I'm just letting you put the traffic light where you want to go. Exactly. Especially since we're looking for DOT funds, yeah. We'll have to go by DOT rules, yeah. Yeah. Mr. Chair, I have a few questions. That's the first one for Mr. Rickerson. Hey, how you doing? Uh, 
I, I know we discussed about the comprehensive plan for Liberty County, uh, and, and we updated. And you were saying the last time we updated was what year? You uh, remember? It was adopted in 2016, so we worked on okay. it in 14 and 15. All right. And with that plan, normally it's for 10 years, correct? That's right. All right. Uh, so when are we going to start looking at at the, at the new updated? We're start, it's a two-year process. We're going to start next year, and we'll, we'll spend 23 and 24 working on it with our community meetings around the county, and then it'll be back to you for adoption in the 25 time frame. Okay. Uh, another question for you. In, in the last, I guess, since 2016, dealing with the comprehensive plan, and you all are uh, coming in front of us and, and the other municipalities, how many times have we changed our uh, for the zoning, what we had placed for the comprehensive plan compared to what we're doing with that particular piece? Do you have like a percentage or a number? I don't have a percentage. Uh, it, it's, um, it's not uncommon. I, I, wouldn't, I, I would say that it's not uncommon. Oh, okay, cool. So you're following me now. Uh, so whenever we're looking at this comprehensive plan, I, I remember the last one that we did. You know, we, we, we looked throughout the whole community, just like you said, we have think tanks, we do all of this, and we say this particular area, we're gonna do this with it. But then it seems like a lot more than normal that whatever we designate this particular piece of land for, we always come back and do something else with it. Uh, do you know why? Well, in some cases, but in, in, in other cases like this case, They've owned several thousand acres of land for 20 plus years. And right. when we did the comp plan, it was zone ag and they were growing trees on it and they were, they were satisfied with that. But you know, as I don't, I don't think they bought the land intending to, to grow trees on it forever. So mm -hmm. they've proposed a change, which is right. different from the comprehensive plan, but it's adjacent to our industrial park. So it, it, it's something that makes sense, even though it's not by the letter to the comprehensive plan. Okay. All right, and uh, and then also in in the uh, when it talks about the project description, it talks about the trade port east expansion. So is this a part of the expansion with with the development authority, or is it separate, or is it a public-private partnership, or where, where are we going with this? I think it's probably going to be somewhere in the latter because the development authority and with their extensive investment, industrial development in this area has the water and the sewer capacity, and they're, they're gonna be relying on the development authority for their access out to the, uh, to the exit. So it's, it's essentially gonna be a partnership, but the private people are gonna own these lots and sell them to private people. So it, it's not gonna be bought by the development authority, as, as far as I understand, to be part of trade port. Right. But it will be- I guess that was a question for you, huh? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Please. So, it's an expansion from a sense that it's expanding on Tradeport East, but mm -hmm. from an ownership standpoint, it's privately owned. It's not owned with the development authority. It's owned separately from the development authority. There will be partnership from a sense of we're working with them on access easements for access roads that we'll have to construct. We'll have to tie into their water and sewer system. So we're coordinating that as well within Sunbury Road and extending it into the project. Um, so from that sense, there will be uh, connectivity with the industrial park or with Liberty County just or the development authority due to the fact that they are the water sewers provider and we're getting access across some of their property. Okay. Uh, 
Oh yeah, I, I just, I got a list, but you go ahead. Uh, another question, uh, I, I know a lot of times when we, we discuss real estate, we talk about the highest and best use. Uh, I do have a concern about uh, our exits, our two exits in, in Liberty County and making sure that, uh, that we have a, a great mixture uh, from industrial, residential, and of course, you all know where I stand at with an entertainment standpoint as well. Uh, I just want to make sure that we don't oversaturate that particular area of 95 because, you know, the highest and best use for that, I understand from a, from a business standpoint, and I'm, I'm a businessman as well, I understand the industrial side and, and all of that, but I'm just talking about the highest and best use of, of that those properties down 95. And that's something that I really want us to, to make sure that we discuss in, in, in depth whenever we talk about this, this new comprehensive plan and make sure that we look down the, down the road 10 years. You know, it, and like you said, it have trees here today, but let's look and make sure that, that we strategically plan for an investment, you know, 10, 20, 30 years down the line in Liberty County. And with that being said, with that par partnership, so how, how would the taxes work with that? Is, is that, a, a, will that be taxed under the Development Authority? Private project. Okay, I was just trying to get clarification private with project. that, Mr. Chair. Nothing to do with Liberty County Development Authority, it's a private project. Okay, right, I was just looking in, in here. Well, thank you for asking. So right, right, I just, just want to clear. get clarification. because Mr. Stringer working with uh, clients, if I may use that word. Okay. And whatever they work out, it's, it's nothing to do with the, Maybe kind of development authority. Okay, so uh, with that being said, do the development authority have any any uh, any space square footage wise for for industry like what they're providing? No. Okay. Not in Trade Fort East. No. Okay. Oh. Right. I I was just looking at the two entities basically yeah. competing against each other yeah. too over there, and you know that's that's the concern as well with me as well. Yeah. But but if they're going to be a, a taxable entity separate. And it comes to the county, I understand that as well. Uh, in, in job creation, do you have some type of a number where, for expectation? We're like the four million square f feet, if you know. We don't have exact numbers, but just from our past experience in building, um, it also depends on the tenants. So we're obviously focused on getting large job creators, but I mean, you could look at probably a thousand employees from a four million square feet. All right. And that's roughly about 250 to 300, you know, per million square feet. Okay. Could be more though. There's, um, you know, users that we've talked to that were looking for a million square feet that hire 300 off, you know, at the beginning and expand to 500, 600. So mm -hmm. it's kind of on a case by case, but I think that's a good assumption. Okay. Thank you, sir. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm going to ask you a question. And I heard Commissioner Frazier talking about the comprehensive plan. Mm -hmm. What if we go and look at putting a moratorium on doing anything else until we do some serious planning for Liberty County, not only in that area, but at least for Liberty County? What, what is your perception on that? Um, that means that we'll have a chance to do infrastructure and everything else, put it in place, and designate certain land 
saying what cannot possibly go here. Mm -hmm. What we can't go any further down this road to do anything. Uh, industry is a, have your board. Would you take that back to your board and consider it? As you, you want a recommendation from them about that? Uh, would that, Mr. Brown, would that have to come from this board of commissioners to them or what? Uh, I think it'd be a request and follow the chairman's guidance here, but I think it would it'd be a request from this board for that board to consider it, but ultimately it'd be this board's decision to look possibly at economic impacts or putting a development moratorium on, um, whether that would be on industrial land or residential land for uh, other rezonings that come up that may have traffic impacts. Um, be a lot to consider, but it, ultimately up to this board to decide whether, whether to do that or not. And, and Mr. Chair, uh, I, I understand with our comprehensive plan that, you know, every time we do it, that, you know, we try to think 10 years out, but with the, the amount of petitions that have been coming across our desk, I, I, I would like to see us consider, you know, looking at our comprehensive plan a little bit earlier. Okay. I mean, that's, that's, that's my opinion about it, just to make sure that that we're truly looking at economic portion of it, but more importantly as well, uh, the safety, you know, of our of our citizens and and the traffic counts and all of that. And 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 we've all dealt with DLT for a long time, so we understand, you know, you have to build it for them to come in and, and look at it. Which you know, I never understood that as well, but you know, that's beyond our pay grade. But uh, it's 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 frustrating, you know. So I, I just don't know, know where we go. But the completion of this project, I think they were saying, what, 2027? Yeah. Am I correct? Yeah. Okay. All right. All the questions have been answered. Um, now, I know most of my audience <laughs> is here because of this project. Uh, and, and I asked a question earlier, and we, we just abiding by our past procedures. Generally, those persons that live within 200 feet are the ones who would have an audience today, not those that live in the general area. Mr. Stringer showed a good map that their only neighbors is the Liberty County Development Authority. All right. But the chair will, the chair will, uh, with the consensus of my fellow commissioners, entertain one spokesperson. Uh, we, we read several emails that have been sent to us. We've been barraged with emails, and we hear them all. But the chair will entertain one spokesperson uh, for the group. And I'm going, I'm going outside of really what we normally would do, but I'm going to do this because I know uh, you all are passionate about this. So well, if, you, if, you do, if you give me the three-minute version, I'd appreciate it. Yes, sir. I talk a little loud. I'm sorry I worked construction for a long time. Mr. Stevens, you brought up a good point about um, fire and life safety. 2018 International Fire Code, uninterrupted width of roads going into a business has to be two ways in, except for exception, it has to be 26 feet in. You have to have a 26-foot ride road with not, not counting the shoulder. Emergency response, I think Mr. Um, engineer said that we're going to have the BDA, SNIR. That is great for the safety of the firemen that work for Liberty County. But in NFPA 1710, 
minimum, there's a staffing requirement for the trucks that respond to fires, and that needs to be met. Also, the response time for the first truck should be four minutes, 90% of the time. The second truck should be there within six minutes, 90% of the time. <clears throat> the average speed they rate a fire truck at is 35 miles an hour. And the fire station is over five miles away from Tradeport East. So that means every truck will be late, except when there's no traffic. What makes us consider that this also, all those things put together makes us considered unrecognized, that we have unrecognized protection for all those warehouses. The building exceeds 30, um, if the building exceeds 30 feet in elevation, you're supposed to have a ladder truck, a quint truck, and that's supposed to be there within six minutes of the call. Eight point needs to be needs to be appears to be in violation of both codes in some form or other. In conclusion, due to the failure to meet minimum codes, a national code, Liberty County is putting employees, firemen, first responders, and the community at risk. And that was about 15 minutes in my truck today that I pulled those codes up. I'm sure you can talk to the fire marshal. Um, I'm sure he wouldn't mind having a new ladder truck to go to his armoire stuff. But um, there are a lot of things to consider, not just the traffic, but the safety of the residents. So it need, the fire station needs to be closer. The new one they're putting up down on the other side of the highway is greater than five miles away also. So there's nobody that can respond. And I don't think Liberty County has a ladder truck. I can't speak for the fire marshal. Okay, sir. Yeah, give a name for the record. Did, you, did I miss that? Did you give a name for the record, please, sir? David K. David. I know that name. <laughs> you know another David K. Thank <laughs> you. All right, thank you, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, Either, and I'm not sure, we, none of us are, are, are experts on that here. And, and Brian, our fire chief is not here. I don't know Mr. Brown or Trina, whoever wants to. I won't put anybody on the spot. I wouldn't uh, address all those, except yeah. it's not up to the trade port to meet those. It's up to the county to meet those. Okay. So the trade port has no, no obligation. There's the county that has an okay. obligation. And it is good that we finally do have a manned fire station on that side, because uh, that y'all have been working on very hard. So. Okay. All right. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. All right. We've heard a good bit of discussion. And once again, we got a good bit of emails. Um, I guess if I had to make a statement, it would be that, you know, you certainly have heard both sides of this. And, and I know some of you are, have not been in this community for a long time, but we've been trying as a, as a uh, governmental leaders to uh, help that interchange to develop because it was sitting there idle for so many years, uh, basically idle. So the community leaders made a commitment at least three years ago that we would uh, work together with the city of Midway to develop the interchange because we want to bring some synergy, jobs, all those things to Liberty County. And you all know um, 
that we have a lot of people now who leave the county every day driving into the uh, Chatham County area, ports and other places to go to work. So our thought was to try to bring some of those uh, shops home. Now, at that time, we had no idea that this project was coming. We were just looking at basically a trade port <clears throat> east, and then we have a trade port west. So this was what uh, Mr. Stringer's proposing was not on our radar. This has all come to us since that time. Uh, and I do want to give him accolades for being a very approachable uh, developer because most of them don't do what he's done, you know, to even sit down with the citizens, you know, and discuss this. You just don't get that very often. Uh, so I, I appreciate him. I appreciate you citizens reaching out uh, to him. Um, but I think there's a way we can do this together. Uh, no, uh, uh, at this time, I can't tell you that all the I's are dotted and all the T's crossed. I can't tell you that. But I can tell you that uh, when it comes to this commission, um, Mr. Brown and Mr. Long, we've been in meetings with several people to include funding agencies to make sure that uh, the county's responsibility is done as best as we can, especially when it comes to the safety part of that. We're looking into that. Uh, but what they're telling us is um, get in line, you know, uh, with other requests that they have from all over the state. Uh, no one has told us no. Uh, but they just said you know, it's, it's just not an overnight process where you get the uh, funding. But they applauded us for our work. They applauded us for having some skin in the game. That's what I just say. I.e., we put some money in our Tease Plus to help with the uh, Islands Highway improvement. And speaking of that, uh, please take careful note that um, in any, and, and if I'm, uh, I haven't traveled as much as I'm sure many of you have, but we understand the Islands Highway. Safety concerns. It's just like Tybee. It's just like St. Simon's. It's just like Chuckle. Basically, there's one way in and there's one way out. Um, we uh, and, and we've seen those roads improve over time. They, those roads aren't uh, today what they used to be. You know. Uh, so we, in some instances, yeah, I agree. We're playing catch up. But when we just when we uh, discovered that and made a conscious decision about about three years ago, we said we got you know we got to work this. We got to work this. So that's when we pull everybody together to try to improve. Uh, but once again, we did not expect uh, this project. Uh, uh, it's, it's new to us, but I do once again applaud this gentleman for, for at least having a, the interests of the citizens in mind. So we're working our best, I promise you're working our best to ensure that it's done and, and done as best as we can do it, knowing that we can't get it to where we need it to be overnight. But I, but I do offer our commitment that we will not stop until it's, until it's done to the best of our ability. Uh, using our local resources as well as resources from the state and from the feds. We are, all our requests are in. All our requests are in uh, for funding to make this road improvement that you all talk about to keep our citizens safe. So I, I had to tell you that so you know that we're not just taking a, 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 a blase attitude towards going on in the, in the, in the area. But but I must, must inform you that uh, not just on that side but on the Hinesville side of uh, I-95, we're working too with the city of Midway for some development. Um, it's not all about dollars, not all about trying to get rich overnight, uh, but I will say our friends in the next county over tells us just how much Terry and Change does for their county, and that will help Liberty County tremendously to um, answer some of the needs that we have in our county. But I agree with you wholeheartedly, we want it to be done right. Want it to be done right. And I assure you we'll do our best uh, to, to make that happen. So that's my story and I'm sticking to it. Yeah. 
All right, uh, so this is this position, this petition is, is before us now. One question for Mr. Travis. Yeah, if you don't mind, Mr. Chair. Come on, sir. It'll be the last one. Okay. Travis, yes, sir. You heard from both sides. Are you thinking we can work out some of these issues? Because you're looking at bill out in what, 27? In 2027? Ambitiously, yes. Mm -hmm. well, that's when you plan to get started. No, I think our plan is to get started within the next year on the first building or two. Um, depending on how things go, it could be done in five years or it may take 10 plus. Um, the reason I say that, we've had lots of plans for 20 years and 08 crash and other things caused mm -hmm. things to slow down. Mm -hmm. how that goes. And I, I just wanted to hear from you that, you know, mm -hmm. you'd possibly be willing to work with. Yeah, I think he's. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever this board can help you to do. He, he's demonstrated. I think, he's I think our main goal he's is, that. which is one of the reasons why I showed that larger exhibit of future development, is to put all this on the table now mm -hmm. so that comprehensive plans don't get done and then plans like this don't get incorporated into it. And then you guys can't plan ahead of time. And so we're trying to not only share it with the residents, but also get it in front of you guys as quickly as possible. Not saying that's going to get approved or any part of it gets approved. Some of it's already zoned. But at least if we're bringing this to the table now before it gets approved, there's things that can be considered on your end of, well, where is secondary access? How do we distribute traffic in order to prevent some of those issues? So, um, and identifying from a short and long-term planning process, where does the next fire station go? Where do we widen now and where do we widen roads and put signalized intersections in down the road? One of the items for our southeast quadrant is the Dorchester Village Road relocation, and that's to get that intersection beyond DOT standards so that there can be a signalized intersection there. So there are things like that that we're working with the county and the engineer and so forth to do. So that, that is our goal, and I'm happy to do that both with you guys and with the residents. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Stringer. Mr. Chairman, I, I just want to, Mr. Stringer, I appreciate you spending your time. Um, and um, I appreciate your forward thinking here on the, on the, your decision on your buildings. Um, we've got three people sitting up here that worked in a paper mill for 40 something. Well, I know Commissioner Jones and Commissioner Stevens they worked in a paper mill where you smelt whatever all the time. And I mean, what you're saying down there is not going to be <laughs> I showed up. Smoke stacks or whatever. And I mean, we don't want that type of industry here. But uh, it's uh, it's good to know that you're going you're gonna to put something down there. So a lot of us have been here. I mean, I was... I came here like the chairman, uh, you know, and Commissioner Thrift and the rest of them up here. Uh, my dad came here in 55, and I couldn't find a job, okay? I mean, there wasn't anything. Had to work for him, and he was a hard man to work for. But anyhow, appreciate your time. Appreciate you uh, considering Liberty County. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, sir. Ready? Ready? Mr. Chairman. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, One more. I'd like to make a point before we move forward. Um, in recognition of uh, we acknowledge all of the emails we've gotten from the residents, and I know we sort of look at those within that 200-foot 
area from the development, but uh, I've gotten 15, 20 emails myself, and those are residents of Sunbury, most of them residents of Midway, and uh, the points that they're trying to get us to see is they want us to be proactive mm -hmm. rather than reactive. Um, there's a lot of things, their concerns, not only with the safety and the roads and the XX traffic, but also with their quality of life. And I think that's something we really don't put as much emphasis on when we consider a lot of these decisions we make. It's easy for us to look at the tax base, wanting that tax dollar, revenue, et cetera, but then we got long lifetime residents and residents recent that uh, their quality of life is also affected also, and that has a cost to it also. So I uh, understand we have a tough balancing act, um, considering everything, and the developers, we do consider them, but we cannot forget the residents and their concerns, and we, I feel, can do more, need to do more, being proactive and addressing some of the issues from the residents that live in, that's going to be impacted also, not only just our tax base and tax revenue. Well, you, you remind me, and I'm, I'm so you started something. Um, one of the things that I read was about more commercial, and he's proposing that. One of the things I read about was the um, uh, preservation of uh, uh, the scenic areas and all that. I mean, 200, how many thousand acres for Dorchester? That will never, some of that would never be developed. You know, so, and of course, what we're doing also on our parks and, and things. So I think we've addressed a lot of those concerns. I really do. Uh, if I had to do a checklist, yeah, I'd, I'd feel pretty good going into a test on, on this one. Um, and of course, the safety thing, we started on that. In fact, we even, y'all may not know this, we even held off another project closer to uh, 84 there because we didn't feel it was safe. We, you know, we did that with the citizens in mind. We did that. You wouldn't know that, but we did that. We did that. So don't, don't leave her thinking that we're not conscious or we don't, we're not compassionate. You know, for the citizen concern, I, I promise you. And I'm surprised. I'm sorry, sir. You may not even have known that. <laughs> it's kind of behind the scenes stuff that goes on uh, uh, every day. So we constantly think about: Will this work? Will that work? No. Let's make sure everybody's safe. Because not only uh, my friends that live on over to the coast, but even the people that live in the general midway area, we're concerned about them too. That's why we had Trent to go ahead and start working on that safety enhancement. You know? And that's why we were beating the bushes trying to get funding from from. DOT, we met with Ann Purcell, the lady who's the DOT uh, chairperson from this area, to, to meeting with uh, the census office. Met with them too. Our hands are out. Help us. Yeah. Trying to be proactive. Trying to be proactive. So I'm, I, feel, I feel good about what we've done thus far. Now, once again, uh, no one wrote us a great big check, <laughs> you know, but they didn't say they wouldn't write us a check. They just said that, you know, there are several requests in. We take yours. They applauded us for being proactive. Uh, without planning, so so I, I feel good about where we are. It will come. It will come. Once again, I'm I'm, I'm being redundant now. We just didn't know stuff like this was coming. <laughs> you know, we didn't we didn't foresee this uh, this being here. But once we heard about it, we got to working uh, very quickly, expeditiously, to try to uh, make contacts with anybody and everybody who would help us to to make the safety enhancement come as quickly as they can. So, and we're not going to stop with that effort too. Uh, did learn a lesson, kind of like what you all have said, that when it comes to the comp plan, 
even this property is on the back, it's behind God's back, as it would say. You know, we never thought about that property being anything other than maybe what it is. So, so in future, we'll look at those kind of things a little more closely. We, we pretty much uh, focus on the corridors, you know, and what was along the corridors. We never thought about what could possibly go behind Trade Port East, you know. And I'm sure there's some other spots in Liberty County that, you know, would, would, uh, would fall into that kind of uh, category. So we need to take a closer look. A little more in depth when we look at the comprehensive plan, uh, as we, uh, Commissioner Frazier said, as we um, start to do our planning for the future, because this one, I, I never would have thought we'd be um, discussing this today, but these things can happen. What's agriculture today may not necessarily be agriculture tomorrow. Just because it's not on eight, our main corridors, that doesn't mean it can change, you know. And certainly, uh, as, as we develop this area, then who knows where the next hot area is going to be. You know, because uh, we have certain restrictions with wetlands, all those kind of things. But my point is, we need to be a little more thorough, I guess, and as we look to do the comp plans, because uh, things can change. Things can change. This is 2022, and so we have to operate like that. So, uh, so point well taken when it comes to the comp plan and being a little more comprehensive in your, in your planning for that. All right, that's enough of that. Sir. All right, Mr. Chair, right. I want to say thanks to everyone who sent letters. Some say they got 15. I think I got a total of 28. <laughs> but it was good. It, it, it was good email. Mm -hmm. and I appreciate the communication. And uh, everything has been taken in consideration. Uh, for this board, we've heard from Mr. Travis what he's said he will do, and the bill out will probably be 27. Am I correct? Possibly 27. Mm -hmm which it seems like a long time down the road, but it's, it's right here. So I would make a motion that we accept the recommendation of the LCPC along with what Mr. Travis has said and that we look to put a moratorium in place for the future for Liberty County. I know that's all in one motion, Mr. Chairman. Is that all in one on motion? I, I, <laughs> yeah, I would. Okay. I'll see if that motion gets a second. I, you know, you might want to do it separately. Well, I'll second the motion, Mr. Chairman. Yeah. All right. All right. It's on you, Mr. Chair. Yeah. All right. I got a second. I heard it. You heard it. Sounds <laughs> you heard the motion. Not for putting a moratorium. I want to make sure everybody heard the motion. Yeah, we would. Okay. We would well, we just acting on this. Wanna, uh, Mr. Well, Brown, what's the best way to go about that? Well, well, well now, now either. Never mind. I, I was on go through. Six, you got a motion on the floor. We got it's already on the floor. So. You can. You can. Even after having a second. You can. Yes, you can do a motion to rescind the Roberts rule. You can. Here we go. I rescind the motion and I make a motion that we follow the recommendation of the LCPC. Is there a second to that? Second. second. <laughs> All right. Any further discussion? Oh, man. All in favor by show of hands, please. Approve. Okay. All right. Motion passes unanimously. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Good. All right. Mr. Chairman, I only have four more for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Our our next 
Rezoning request is uh, submitted by SLA Communities, LLC. Uh, they want to rezone 249 acres of land from A1 to R1, which is single-family residential, which is your most restrictive single-family residential district. They want to build approximately 220 lots. That's about the max they could get, but they, they, that's what they say they want to try to shoot for. Property is located off of McIntosh Lake Road, and you see there the parcel number. And the property owner is Flemington Forest LLC. This is the uh, ad and the sign along McIntosh uh, Lake Road uh, showing uh, how the property looks now. And this is just the outline of the property McIntosh Lake Road here, Bright's Lake Road here. And the total is about 460, I'm sorry, the, the green line is the whole parcel. There's about 460 acres of land total in this. The red, uh, outline areas, the area that they want to rezone for the 220 uh, lot subdivision. And that's just the zoning map showing that it's all zoned green, which is uh, A1 uh, agricultural. And that's a just a uh, the zoning boundary, the boundary survey showing the, the boundary of the property. And you can see the, uh, the proposed uh, development is located and set on that. There's a better shot of that just showing you what they're proposing to do with the um, the development there, you can see the road network and the lot network there. Uh, McIntosh Lake Road, Bright Lake Road here. And you can see the flood zones there. They do have some flood zones uh, in the area, some A zones in here and some A zones in here. They'll have to deal with those uh, through the development process. And this is just a statement narrative, the project narrative from uh, T.R. Long, who's the project engineer. Um, it just says basically they want to uh, rezone the property from A1 to R1 for a single-family subdivision, and uh, they're, they're proposing to get their water from Liberty County, public water, and they're proposing individual septic systems to accommodate the sewer, and those will, of course, have to be approved by the health department. Our zoning analysis, uh, property does have economic use as it's currently zoned. Uh, the proposed use is compatible with the uh, joint land use study. Uh, does it conform to the comprehensive plan? It does in this case. It's designated as agricultural forestry, and uh, single-family detached homes are considered a secondary use for this land use designation. So it is it is consistent with the comprehensive plan. Uh, there, we don't believe there'll be any uh, adverse impacts on nearby properties. Uh, property is uh, is suitable in view of nearby uses. Uh, there are other residential uses in the area. Um, the zoning proposal will not have any undue burden on transportation or utilities or public safety. Uh, this would not allow a short-term gain at the expense of your long-term goals, and it's, we don't anticipate that it will cause a domino effect, and we haven't identified any historical sites that this would negatively impact. Uh, as you saw on the previous map, this parcel, part of this parcel is in a flood zone A. Uh, this is not spot zoning or unrelated to the surrounding development. We haven't noted any unique conditions uh, for uh, approval or denial. Planning Commission heard this at their um, June 20th meeting. They recommended with standard conditions and one special condition that a vegetative buffer be planted along the existing properties on Bright Lake Road and four parcels over off of McIntosh Lake Road. I'll go back to the um, go back to the map and just show you where that 15-foot vegetative buffer was recommended. We did have some citizens that came to the Planning Commission meeting and expressed concern about uh, there possibly being no buffer uh, on their properties. 
So the properties, uh, the, the buffer will be maintained along these properties here that are on the outer boundary of uh, Bright Slate Road. So there'll be a buffer along this property line. And the property owners here, 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 and here also express concern. So there'll be a buffer along this line here if, <coughs> if you take the Planning Commission's recommendation. So with that, I'll be glad to answer any questions that you have. Again, the Planning Commission recommends approval with standard and that one special condition of the 15-foot buffer. Jeff, I'm reminded of a conversation that you and I had. I won't go into a whole lot of detail. We were talking about Walthabel and buffers, and, and you said, if I remember correctly, that Walthabel didn't have a requirement for buffers, do I have that right? And Liberty County doesn't either. That's why this, That's why it's a special condition. Otherwise, it would just be a standard condition. So, so with that Walthop incident, had that been put into the recommendation, then that buffer could have been required? The buffer would Now I know. <laughs> in Hinesville, you're required to put buffers in when you've got non-compatible uses, like multifamily against uh, yeah. residential or commercial against residential. Yeah. That doesn't, ha that doesn't happen in the county or Walterville. Mm. Built in. So it's a case by case. That's right. If someone requested, that's right. I mean, if, but if there's a, I mean, if there's a possibility for a, an adverse impact. The staff will typically recommend that. But in this case, it came up at the planning commission meeting. And I think this is good. I like this, and that's the kind of way I was headed with the ball time thing. I think it's a good idea. I'm glad mm -hmm. people discussed it and uh, came up with that. That's a good idea. Yeah. Okay. I, I'm educated. So how, how do we turn that from a special condition to a standard? Well, if in this case, it's really even Hinesville wouldn't cover this because you're uh, you're buffering a single family lot that, that what's being proposed is single family and what's there on Bright's Lake is is single family. Single family. So we don't normally require buffers between uh, one and another, but as you saw on Bright's Lake, those lots are fairly big, and the lots across the, across the fence on this new development are going to be smaller so you might have two or three mm -hmm. neighbors across your back yeah mm -hmm. so, yeah the, the buffer there is, uh, yeah. is is to just to kind of mm -hmm. just just yep. help to insulate you know uh, more dense development have to maintain right. that rural feel that kind right. of rural feel. yeah right. yeah yeah make you don't feel so encroached upon yeah mm. all right this is district one well now let's see how <laughs> this let's see how this works sir hey uh, mr chairman he got a road that i paid here that he paved <laughs> I, he called me every other day to come down there and check that road for him huh? richard of Walden, what's, did. Your, what's your pleasure sir i just i wanted to ask a some question here at uh trent this, the cemetery has been identified. Okay, will that be a cul-de-sac there in that corner? Or is it going to go to McIntosh Lake Road and then go back into the subdivision? Well, I'll get there. Okay, anyhow. So the cemetery is somewhere right in this area here. Where's McIntosh Lake Road at? McIntosh Lake Road is this. Right there. Go ahead. All the way down. Dirt. And it goes up there. Okay. No, but I'm talking about when we get to that cemetery, if you go here. I've never been there. And somewhere in there. Yeah, right right in here. Go here and make a left is. and go out to that cemetery. Yes, yeah, sure. We'll, we'll, we'll make sure that we okay. have access to the cemetery. What cemetery is that? And, and hmm? What cemetery is that? I don't know, but Pastor Kenley, Bobby Kenley. Uh -huh. okay. Is it? 
going to be a cul-de-sac there, or is it just going to be a three-way stop? So right here, there'll be this arrangement may change right there, um, and provide access to the uh, cemetery. Mm -hmm. um, this is a project we started back in 2009. The, the owner right now is Richard McKenna, and Lamar Smith Homes are the ones that are looking at doing it. In our conversations with Lamar Smith Homes, they're thinking that this may end up being an estate-sized lot for somebody instead of a bunch of little lots, um, and but provide access to the cemetery that's in that area so that we can do that. So when we get to preliminary plat, you guys will be able to see it again, and I'll be able to show you exactly where the cemetery is and that we have provided access to. Please, please do. I wouldn't mm -hmm. want to do anything differently. Sir? Wouldn't want to do anything adversely to access right. to the cemetery. Oh, well, that's, mm -hmm. and, and uh, not having good access to cemetery is not good for selling homes either. Yeah. So. Well, now, you're going to have we, it on the right-hand side of McIntosh Lake Road and the left-hand side. Mm -hmm. So this is McIntosh Lake Road now. That's where the road is, is along that road. So they'll have to do a few improvements. I mean, they'll have to pave McIntosh Lake Road uh, through the, the part that they're going to develop. So all the drainage, all the improvements will be made along that road. Um, and it, although it's a county road, additional right-of-way will be granted so that it's a full 60-foot right-of-way. Um, and then you'll have development off of both sides of the road. Mr. Long, where is the, didn't, didn't we, uh, board members, didn't we approve a piece of property down there by the Peacock Canal a couple of years ago? Is that that piece yeah. of property right there? Yeah, it, it's, it's this piece right here. Okay. A little triangle piece. And it never really went forward, and it's got a lot of, it's cut up with wetlands, and it's, it's got some real issues on it. Okay. I'll Matter of fact, you know, at one time, I this remember was that. originally called Flemington Forest, and it may end up becoming mm -hmm. Flemington Forest again, and we were going to try to do a PUD. Mm -hmm. some, I remember uh, that. Interesting things, and we tried to get sewer, no. where we were going to take sewer all the way back to the city of Hinesville, and uh, that just that didn't work out very well, and uh, then at one point, we were going to look at doing our own wastewater treatment facility, which would be back here, and uh, that just the expense and the uh, soil types just were not as good as we would like to be able to do that. So, you know, he's got a big piece of property. It goes back here. You got this. This is all going to remain <coughs> undeveloped. Now, we did leave access for it right through there, but it's you, you have a pretty good constriction with the wetlands that go through there. And the, uh, this is a pretty good, it floods pretty good right through here. And that's Warehouser. No, this top, is not Warehouser. The top portion that you were just pointing in the green. Yeah, no, that's that's wetlands. All right, how about the block of woods there? What is who owns it? On right up, here? Right, yeah, right there. All of it. Yeah, all of it. It's still owned by Richard McKenna. Still all one development. <clears throat> right now, there's no plans on dividing that up into subdivisions. <laughs> You even got another piece that's way up here that you can't see that you can't get to. All right, so what we're looking at then is the road you're talking about going in McIntosh Lake Road. That's going to be a part of the subdivision, so that'll be paved? Mm -hmm. Yes, sir. Okay. 
Good. And then it'll come all the way back around somewhere in there. Where I thought I saw Melissa in here. Right yeah, she is. Okay. Where where is uh is that yours right there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we're gonna go back and and uh, leave a buffer along there. Right. So we can make sure that they're now we're calling it a vegetative buffer, not necessarily undisturbed because some of the trees are down and we want to go ahead and go back and make it a vegetative buffer where it looks normal and looks good instead of being yeah. all messed up. Um, now, the one thing that I wanted to know is the, I don't want us to get the cart in front of the horse here because we're going, we're thinking about water and is the gentleman going to want water before he ever gets to the house? I mean, before we get ready. I mean, how are we going? We're telling him he's going to use our water. And so we've got to wait until we get it under the railroad track and all the way down past. He's got to wait, on, Lake Road. He's he's wait, wait on, on us. He'll, too. Be, he'll be waiting on us. He'll wait on us. Mm -hmm. And so, he knows that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We've met with him. And we're already in the process. We're almost finished with the design on this um, and we'll, we should be going into permitting during the month of July so we'll be ready to go we we, we still have topo and design to do on, and permitting to do on this whole thing and we'll just design the first hundred lots or so right now and it's just the, that process is going to take another six months all in itself before he can start turning dirt so. yeah I mean there's a lot that's got to be done in there but yeah. you guys get to see it all again yeah i was thinking that <clears throat> well i mean i i understand i i thought it was zoned before when mckenna had it now who are we zoning it for now lamar smith yes we're he mckenna still owns it he's going to sell it to lamar smith and the zoning just has to part of the due diligence is to get the zoning so what is it zoned now? Agricultural. And he had it zoned agricultural? We never finished. We stopped the zoning okay. process. I know well, all I mean, of us in here remember the, we had it with. Mm -hmm. yeah. So it just. Yeah, we, we it was pushing really hard to get it done. Because remember, this was back when the, they were bringing the brigade and they were saying build, build, build. And we were trying to get all the subdivisions <clears> we could that get far done. Back. Good Lord. And then that all. The plug got pulled, and this was a victim. Okay. That's not the only reason, but that is part reason. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I appreciate Commissioner Stevens paving the road in there. <laughs> I got that part done. And then they will pay the other part. <laughs> and they'll pay their part. You ready, Mr. Chairman? Yeah. Well, if the, uh, you know, let's be fair. Any I've had I plenty of any opposition. Any, any opposition to the rezoning? All right. Ready, sir? Yes, I make a motion that we move forward with it, Mr. Chairman. Okay, second? Second. Motion second. We move forward with the rezoning permission as presented by LCP. Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. All right, pass unanimously. I'm looking good now. <laughs> yeah, we got to get caught up. Yeah, we do. All right, Mr. Only three more now. You can come out of uh, public here. We done with rezoning? All right, motion to come out of okay, second. 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 All in favor, raise your hand. Show your hand. All right, back in the regular session. Thank you, Mr. Brown. Okay, Mr. Chairman, members of the board, uh, we have the, our next item is a conditional use request for a solar field. Uh, Ms. Diana Kosisha 
Kasija uh, has, is working with Coastal Solar and is interested in putting a, um, a solar energy system, a backyard solar energy system at her property at her residence at 150 Harris Avenue. Uh, it's a pretty big piece of property. It's got 66 acres of land, and you see the parcel number there. Uh, as you're aware, a conditional use permit is required for all ground-mounted solar energy systems, so that's why they're here, regardless of what the zoning is. This is going to be a 9.62 kilowatt, and it's going to be uh, 48, 484 square feet. So it's going to be about 40, 44 feet long and about 11, inch, uh, 11 inches, 11 feet wide. So it's kind of a rectangular uh, shaped uh, solar array. Property is located in an AE zone, which is a, which is in the floodplain. It also contains some wetlands. And this is the just on Highway 196 there, and, or actually it's on uh, on 84 before you mm -hmm. get to 196. It's on the side of the road there. Uh, Coastal Courier Ad, and you can see 84 196 there. There's a driveway that kind of comes in off there before you get to the traffic light there at Leeward Cover and goes down into there. That's the location of where the solar uh, energy system will be, and the house is very close right up here, so that'll serve the house. And this is just a picture of the zoning map, the whole parcel of the zone AR1. And that's just a uh, sketch that was provided by Coastal Solar. There's the array again, and the house is here. Existing, existing house panel is right there. And that's just a sketch of the solar plan. Like I said, it's, it's 11, feet, uh, 11 feet wide and 44 feet long. And just another picture showing what it's going to look like. Uh, this is the affidavit that the county requires saying that uh, in, in the event or at such time as this property is no longer functional, they will decommission the solar field and, and take it away. Uh, things that we consider on conditional uses, uh, We've determined that there aren't any adverse effects to neighboring properties, as you might imagine, for such a big piece of property as this. Uh, we haven't identified any physical or environmental detriments to solar panel areas small and should not have a noticeable impact on the floodplain. Uh, buffer zones, a 15-foot vegetated buffer uh, shall remain, and uh, they, there aren't any, we, we said non-applicable for any additional space required for parking, landscaping, building, loading zones, because this is a residential application. So Planning Commission heard this on, on June 20th, and they recommend approval with standard and special conditions, and the special condition is to maintain that 15-foot vegetative buffer, which, again, is not going to be a problem on this bigger property. Yes, yeah, on 60 acres. Mm -hmm. All right. Glad to answer any questions that you have. Acclimate me now, district-wise. I'm, I'm across from St. Peter's Church. Who's? Sir? Me. It's you? Uh, All right. So, Back to him. Yeah, we're moving on up the road there. We, <laughs> All right. <laughs> we'll catch him right on before he gets to Midway. Mr. Right. Jeff, I, I got two questions. And I've been, solar panels, mm -hmm. what kind of wind can they stand? I'm just curious about that now. That's, you know, wind tolerance, let's say bad weather come through. What can it, I mean, I can't answer that question for you. I can I can try to get you an answer from from coastal, but I, I'm really not sure what that answer is. I'm just curious about that. You know, if you get bad weather, do it comes and lift up some of them and make them airborne or not? I was just <laughs> curious. And other thing, who who all is allowed to inspect these panels when they go in? 
I'm guessing they have to get some kind of a permit from Paul Zeckman. Our, our office doesn't doesn't do inspections. That would be, they would have to get an electrical permit from the building and licensing department. Only, yeah. only electrical though. Right. right. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not great, quite, great question on the wind and how they're secured to the ground though with the footers. Mm -hmm. I'll, I'll check on that. That's a great okay. Let me ask a question to uh, Commissioner Stevens. Mm -hmm. You brought up about the when they're decommissioned. Mm -hmm. All right, now this if this individual sells the house, mm -hmm. can they be transferred to yes. the next homeowner? Yes. But only if the property is sold and the house is done away with, they can they have to be decommissioned, right? That's right. Well, I mean if if the if the unit is no longer being used, if he sells the house and the new owner is still using the solar system, there's no need for it to be decommissioned. Okay. It just the way you had you started talking about that, it sounded like from each homeowner it would have to be decommissioned. But all right, it, the original intent when y'all were passing the solar ordinance is that we, we you didn't want somebody putting in a 30 acre field out there and then right. walking away and leaving you with a mess. So that's. That's why it's there, but we're we're requiring everybody who comes in, even the small homeowner, to do the same thing. Gotcha. So even uh, the ones that we see now on top of houses, they still have to come in and get a. The the ones that are roof mounted do not. Only the ones that are ground mounted. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's a growing business. Sure is. Yeah. All right, Chair, entertain a motion. Yeah, yeah make a motion that we accept the recommendation from LCPC. Second. Motion is second. We approve the recommendation for the solar panel for this family. Uh, right side. Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. All right. Recommendation approved, sir. Getting there? Yes, sir. Two more. I think these are easy. Never say that. You jinx yourself. <laughs> um, this is a home occupation uh, request uh, by Miss uh, Vanessa Walltower to put in a, um, she wants a type B home occupation permit for her food truck. She needs a, as, as y'all are aware, the health department requires if you've got a food truck, you got to have a commissary of operation. And she would like to put this at her residence at 692 Freddie Walterville, Walterville, hmm. Freddie Walter Senior <laughs> Road. <laughs> Say that again. That's located on the parcel number that you see there, and I'll show you a map of it in a minute. The property is zoned A1 Agriculture, and as I said, she lives on the property as well. This is a picture of the sign in her yard, a picture of the Coastal Courier ad, and this is her narrative, very short and to the point. I'm wishing to have a commissary for my food truck at 692 Freddie Walter Senior Road. And Homestown Road, uh, Highway 84 is up here. This is down around, I guess it's around the first curve there. Small parcel right there. A bigger view of the same thing, just showing you the, the zoning. Uh, dark green, which is uh, A1. And that's a picture of her home. It's a picture of her food truck. And that's the picture of the outbuilding that she liked to do her commissary in to support that food truck. LCPC heard this at their June 20th meeting and recommend approval of this home, type B home occupation. <coughs> right Any questions for about the commissary uh, request? I'm hearing a lot about this lately too, but food trucks. And that's the very thing that's popular. becoming very popular. Ready for a motion? Ready for a motion. Now I'll make a motion that we follow the recommendation of LCPC. 
Second. Motion second. We follow LCPC's recommendation for the commissary for Ms. Walthall. Is that Ms. Walthall? Hi, how are you? Good, good, good. All right. Uh, did you bring samples with you? <laughs> that will help your motion. <laughs> I'm teasing. All in favor by show of hands, please. All right. It's approved as well. I wish you the best with your future. It's good to have a Liberty County person with that kind of business. Wish you well. Wish you well. Okay. It's the last one. Uh, this is a variance request submitted by Mr. Josh Wheeler on behalf of Danny and Larry Brandt, who are the property owners. The property is located on Circle Drive on the west side of the Isle of Wight subdivision. Uh, you can see the parcel number there. Uh, this is owned by Danny Brandt and uh, the other parcel is owned by Larry Brandt. And originally platted in 1960 as three lots. Uh, Brandt brothers, I think, split one of the, the lot in the middle, so that's why they're, um, I think they're, they're looking at maybe um, recombining or going back to the original lot configuration of three lots instead of each one having uh, a lot and a half. Properties are zoned R2, which is a single and two-family residential. It requires a 15-foot side yard setback uh, and a corner, and for a corner lot, there's a 25, uh, I'm sorry, a 20-foot side yard setback for the side street. There, this, this request is for a, uh, for a decrease in the side yard setback from 15 feet to 10 feet. And that's our sign on the road. You can see it's a dirt road and there's a corner here, so the other road goes down that way. Uh, you can see our ad in the Coastal Courier. That's the uh, Carpenter Road, and that's um, the Circle Road there. And um, you, you see the three lots there. It's, it's actually, I mean, it's actually, it's, it's three lots now. Uh, Danny, I think, has combined his half into his main lot, and then this half here, it looks like it's a separate lot. It's been combined for tax purpose, or, or left, it, it's not. This one was combined for tax purpose. This half was uh, was left separate. So what they're looking at doing is just reconfiguring those, like the plat like the original plat that I'm about to show you. That's the zoning, just showing the R2. That's the original plat there. You can see that those are three roughly equal size lots, and that's, I think that's what they're trying to get back to. So they can, so they want to do instead of the zoning requires a 15 foot side setback, they'd like to do a 10 foot side setback on each side of these homes there. These lots are, that one and that one are 70 feet wide. This one is 60 feet wide. The minimum lot width in R2 is 80 feet. So these lots are a little bit more normal than the, than the normal R2 lot. So that's why they want a little bit of a break on the side yard setback so they can fit a standard size house in there. Uh, conditions for a variance. Um, there are extraordinary and exceptional circumstances, which is what I just told you. Uh, these lots have a lot width of 70 feet and lot R2 requires an 80 foot, so that is an exceptional circumstance. Uh, but uh, is, this, is this unique to this particular piece of property? And we said no, a single family home could conceivably be, build, be built in there. You'd just be limited on what kind of floor plan you would have in order to, and, and still meet the required 15 foot setbacks. Uh, are such conditions peculiar to the particular piece of property involved? No, we've concluded that there are other Lots in the area that have the exact same non-conforming issue. In fact, y'all have granted some variances for in, in this same area for this same purpose in the past. And finally, we, we've concluded there that uh, if, if you give this relief, there wouldn't be any detriment to the area. So 
Planning Commission uh, reviewed this request at their June 20th meeting. They recommend approval with standard and special condition. And the special condition is that the lot configuration for these three lots be returned to the original shape that I showed you on that original 1960 plat where they would be, uh, the one would be uh, 60 feet wide and the other two would be 70 feet wide. So I'd be glad to answer any questions that you have about this request. All right, now this is Jones or Stevens? It's you, all right, sir. Actually got one. Um, Jeff, what is, uh, do you know the total size of the uh, lots, combined lots that we're rec um, looking at for the variance? They are 200 feet deep and 60 feet long. 12,000 square feet. Uh, the 70 foot wide ones are a, a little bit bigger. They may be 14,000 square feet. So if you just, if you look at them, to it. There it is. That one would be 14, and that one would be 14, and this one would be 12,000 square feet based, based on the, these original survey dimensions here. Jeff, because it's a variance request, did you have to do the same notification of adjacent landowners? And what did you get? What kind of responses? We, uh, there, there was one gentleman who came to the Planning Commission meeting who was concerned that, um, that this was going <coughs> result in houses that were too close together. So we had one person that spoke against it. And what was their concern? They were, they were just concerned that uh, this was going to start something where there would be uh, too many houses too close together mm -hmm. in the area. Can we voice our objections? You sure can. Yeah. Are you the petitioner, sir? Come and give your name. Uh, my name is Ronnie Howard. Uh, I live at 90 Carpenter Drive. Mm -hmm. I've lived there for 26 years. Help me out with Jeff. With That's where he lot is. 789. I live at 789. I've got one house there. Mm -hmm. I've lived there for 26 years. Uh, the, our neighbors that uh, live in the house next to us, they've got the same thing they've got three lots 180 feet the same size property that this is that we're talking about from what Danny Brandt told me it was two lots it was 90 feet wide and 200 feet deep <clears throat> what I see happening on Isle of White is they come in there and they get these variances and they come in there and they build three houses where there should only be one or two Carpenter Drive is a little dirt road that's barely enough space for two cars to pass it's, a, it's either uh, dirty all the time or a mud hole. We sure don't need three more families down there on Circle Road that's either going to come down Carpenter Drive or Circle Road and create more of a problem than we already have. They go in there just like they did over on Pineland Drive. Y'all approved that, I think, and the variance. And they built six houses in there where there probably should be four. And I know that two of the houses are... 20 foot, eight inches apart, but they've got like a 12 or 14 inch eave hanging over in that same space. So these people are not following what the rules are. In addition to that, all the septic systems are going to be in the backyard, which is uh, almost in Lake Roslyn. So. And, no, go ahead. I'm sorry. And, and you were at the uh, 
LCPC meeting, you were there, yes. sir? And, and you voiced the same concerns? I voiced the same concerns there. Mm -hmm. I did not get a letter. I saw the signs. Uh, my neighbors didn't get a letter either. Mm -hmm. uh, when I finally got there, uh, one of the people from the Planning and Zoning Commission gave me my letter, and it had went to a P.O. box that I had about 10 years ago. Okay, that's what they had on file for you. Okay. Well, they've got my... They had an appeal on... Uh, a tax matter that's got my address on it because mm -hmm. I've just got a letter from them yeah. coming to 90 Carpenter Drive. That would be from a different office, though, then? Uh, Assessor's then. office. Yeah. We use Assessor's database. Use Assessor's database, yeah. Yeah. But they're not always up to date. We get some back <laughs> every time we send something. Okay. All right. Well, there's a lot of people. Uh, we had a petition that was circulated, and we had about 40 signatures on it. I've got another petition with an, another eight signatures on it that's just agree with the same thing mm -hmm. they're we're opposed to it okay you know they go in there they just completely demolish all the trees on our property or on these, these these lots out there and there's some trees out there that's almost 100 foot tall and it just kills me to see all that those trees just demolished mm -hmm. all right sir uh, okay thank you sir how about uh the 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 are you all together? Uh, <clears throat> I live right next door. My name is Alex Brill. Um, we're actually not from Liberty County. We're from mm -hmm. Pennsylvania, and my husband's active duty uh, at Fort Stewart. Um, he was away in Korea when we actually purchased this lot. Um, one of the reasons that we purchased it was because of the trees next to it. And like Ron had said, they came in, they took all of them down. At, like It's one lake over from ours. Um, and it's just, you know, upsetting. We don't want to see that done. So, and not to mention the traffic. Like, they already don't take care of those roads as, as it is. You know, my husband has a truck, and you hear the brakes, like, pounding down. It's just, yeah, it's too much traffic already. Private road? It's a private road? It is not a private road, sir. Okay. And it actually, in the beginning thing, I, when it said something about it being cor a corner lot, isn't that technically a corner lot as well? It is a corner lot. So... Rather than having the ten, the fifteen to ten, wouldn't it be the twenty to fifteen instead? It's uh, number uh, four, fourteen and fifteen right. uh, would require a fifteen foot. Okay. They're asking for ten. This one would That's require twenty on that side, okay. and they're asking for ten for that. Just clarifying. Thank you. Thank you. So, Jeff, the petition is not here. Uh, John Hoover is not here. Yeah. Okay. All right. Mr. Chairman, so currently there's no homes on those three lots. I maybe they're vacant, and maybe Josh is one. Yeah. All right, Mr. Chairman. Um, Jeff, what if we uh, if we denied this variance request? What would be the uh, effect on the property owners as far as their plans to develop this property if we denied the variance request? They would probably have to, if they want, if they're determined to do it, they would have to just reduce the width of their home to fit within the the 15 foot setback. They could, I, th I think we we believe they could still build a, a single family house in there. They just have to meet the setbacks, and it wouldn't be as big a house to the property line. Mm -hmm. And, sir, your issue with us uh, considering this 
variance, what exactly would your main concern be for us? Well, it just takes away from the whole island concept. They come in there like they did on Pineland. They took every tree on those lots down, every tree. Didn't yeah. leave nothing. Hold, hold right there for me. But we don't have an ordinance say that they can't do that, do we? No, so yeah. I'm not saying if we, yeah. we should, yeah. or we should, or we shouldn't. But I'm just yeah. saying yeah. the whole concept. I moved. But, I've lived out there for 26 years, yeah. and that's why I moved out there instead of somewhere else mm -hmm. because I hey, like to. I, I promise you, I'm on tree level too, but I wanted to make sure we're following oh, yeah, what yeah, our yeah. what our ordinance says, and our ordinance <laughs> does not deny someone from clearing. Yeah. I'm on tree level too. I'm with you. I'm yeah. with you on that. But, but, but everybody, everybody's not like us. <laughs> my house is on 180. By 200, their house is on 180 by 200, so they surely can build a house in there 180 by 200. But they want to build three houses in there or something is what they want to do. Mm -hmm. And what I understand the rule is, every household has two and a half cars. With two and a half cars times three, that's that's eight more cars down our dirt, bumpy, wet mud hole road, and it's barely possible for two cars to pass on that road. Mm -hmm. And Circle Road is the same way. Okay, let me let him finish. Yes, sir, I've, um, I guess, been in communication with a lot of the uh, residents down at the Isle of Wight, not in this particular uh, development or properties, but similar uh, concerns island-wide. Yes. And, uh, I guess if we let the variant stay the same, they still have the opportunity to build. Um, it's not hindering them from um, developing the property. Um, just out of, Mr. Wheeler knew this was being presented tonight. Why isn't there someone here from his camp to? Speak to, yeah, Commissioner Jones. I would just offer you, yeah, either we can take care of this night or you can go look at it since you hadn't seen. Yeah, we can just table it until until uh, next month or whenever if you want to go. That's along the lines I was thinking. Um, um, so, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to make a motion that we table any uh, motions or any. Action. Action on this variance request until um, I've gotten chance or we've gotten chance to go down there and look at it and speak some more with the residents and maybe the... And speak with Mr. Wheeler. Yes, sir. The owners too. So I make the motion that we uh, deny the variance request. Okay. Well, table it. Table it. Table it. Table it. Table it. Okay. Until okay. later. Okay. Is there a second that motion? Second. Motion and second. We table this request as presented. Until further information is gathered, and Mr. Jones will report back, and you guys will come back to us with that. All right. Uh, hold on, hold on. We can't stop. I'm in the middle of a. Uh, not yet. I would just recommend, Mr. Jones, that you take a look at the ones on Island where it was granted for a variance, and uh, what that, what those look like. He will. It'll give you a good perspective, I believe. Okay. Thank you. Okay. All in favor of tabling it? <laughs> All right, we'll table that. Mr. Jones will do his investigation come back to us. Thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> <laughs> All right. Uh, I'm at new business. Did I make it there? 
I'm uh, I'm going to present for Mr. Davis tonight. He actually went to the Riceboro City Council meeting to okay. take the intergovernmental agreement on the Splash Seven. Okay. Because of that conflict, I was here and he's there. Okay. Uh, two matters before you related both to the filling of the two seats on the Board of Education uh, for District One and District Four. The first is an agreement to conduct the special election uh, for the Board of Education for those purposes to be held on November 8, uh, 2022. And I think as you discussed uh, last time, since this is in conjunction with the regular election we're having, there won't be any cost mm -hmm. involved to the Board of Education. Good. Separate cost, that is. Right, let's, let's, let's try to move expeditiously. Chair, entertain a motion. Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman, I make a motion. We approve the uh, agreement with the for the special election with the Liberty County School District. Mm -hmm. Second. Second. Motion is second. We approve the resolution <clears throat> for the special election for the those two vacant seats for the school board. Any further discussion? All in favor by show of hands, please. All right. Thank you, sir. Joey, just for a clarification, what seats were they? The District One and District Four. Mm -hmm. Which would have been the um the one that uh, Ms. Jones occupied. Uh -huh. She got elected chairman, and then right. District Four was the one um, that nobody qualified for. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Jones. And then, Mr. Chairman, the uh, next thing since you've approved to hold the election would be a resolution uh, setting the qualifying fees for those two offices, both of which get set at $180 each based on the um, compensation of those board positions. Okay. Chair, entertain a motion. Second. Second. All in favor? Right hand. Show hands. All right. Thank you, sir. Make sure you note Mr. Jones is out of the room. <laughs> he voted for you, left. <laughs> ARPA budget. ARPA budget next. Mosley. I place, Mr. Chairman, at your desk, um, at, at every desk, a copy. Considered for ARPA funding, uh, as you remember, you've got had a contingency left in that ARPA budget of six hundred and sixty-eight, six ninety-eight, six six eight, six ninety-eight. Uh, the items that were on your budget sheet when it was presented to you uh, for approval last time included five items. Those are before you there. I won't read them. They total uh, five sixty-two, eight sixty-four. Recommendation of the of the staff and of the commission from when it looked at the budget to go ahead and authorize these to be done with those uh, remaining ARPA funds or some of those remaining ARPA funds. That'll still leave about $100,000, about a little over $100,000 in your contingency for the ARPA budget. Okay, so we didn't, didn't, didn't deplete it. Go ahead. 2023. <clears throat> these were presented as part of your 2023 capital request and they were ARPA eligible. Okay. And so on that main list that y'all saw, these had these were on the there for ARPA consideration. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman. So we wouldn't hit the budget. Okay. All right. Chairman, a motion. Yes, sir, Mr. Chairman. I make a motion. We approve the, the ARPA funds for the 2023 capital items. Okay. Second. Motion and second. We approve the, the uh, ARPA eligible um, expenditures. Uh, total of 562-864. Any further discussion? Uh, so that body scanner, that's only one? Sir? That's only one body scanner? No. Well, that's that, that's that total body scanner right. where the in-pros folks at the jail? Yes, sir. One of them, right? Yes, sir. I was just getting clarification. Okay. <laughs> All in favor, show of hands, please. 
pose, all right. I'm sorry, Mr. Mosley, I, 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 I jumped the gun. Contract for Services, Conjuring Associates. Here, members of the board, uh, when you go, <clears throat> when we uh, considered the just, proposal uh, to raise the um, lowest salaries to $15 an hour, you guys understood that we would be doing another study to uh, just for equity and for years of service. So this is what this proposal from Dr. Uh, Stephen Condry and Condry and Associates does. Uh, it was money was placed in the budget to accommodate. Uh, he will be looking at all the um, jobs and trying to make sure uh, our our pay plan is up to par, up to date. Yes, sir. When you say all jobs, the whole entire county. Uh, under constitutional officers and everyone else. If I remember correctly, I knew, I knew it was the, the positions under the BOC. Um, Mr. Brown, did they? I believe I believe so. Yes, sir. Uh, it, it, to my understanding, to be all inclusive countywide. And it, it, as a note, just to reduce that compression, also. Yeah, that's right. Uh, there was calls. I remember this now. By that yeah. move, right. countywide. Yeah. Came back to me, countywide. All right. Uh, you need a motion to approve that? So moved. Okay, second? second. Second. All in favor? All right. Spot seven project allocations. Yes, sir. This is um, what you have a copy of. Um, Maria made you a copy of was the intergovernmental agreement draft, uh, actually, final. It's being presented to all the municipalities, Riceboro being the first that approved it tonight. Uh, so I wanted you to see that. Uh, attached to that intergovernmental agreement are your proposed list of projects. And this is the same as what you looked at last time. I know there had been some discussion about some of them. So um, I want you to have both of those tonight. Uh, the intergovernmental agreement needs to be adopted at your mid-month meeting next time, along with a proposed Exhibit A. I don't know if I got that. Did you, you got what does it look like? I, ain't got it. I don't think we got that. I had last. Was it something that that we had from the last time? But just tell us what it is. Yeah. Well, you need to see the list. You, you need, absolutely. You need to see. The list. Yeah. Yeah. I don't. I don't yeah. I, I want to see it. <laughs> Can we go to board appointments? Yes, sir. We ready. Oh, they ain't ready. Yes, sir. <laughs> they met in the over office. We, we, ready. We've, been, <laughs> we, we've been ready before they even applied. Commissioner um, Stevens. Ms. Chairman, just let us know if you're ready. Yeah, I'm ready, sir. Cata? Board of appointments. Um, we met um, today and um, <laughs> Around 530. 545. Then it's around 531. Um, um, the, we, um, by unanimous um, consent, Mr. Chairman, <laughs> um, for the cattle board, uh, we um, present um, Mr. James Rogers. Okay, for cattle, Mr. James Rogers is nominated. Board uh, commissions, what's your pleasure? Yes, sir. I'll make a second on that. Okay, so we'll consider motion from Commissioner Gillard, second with Commissioner Walden. Any further discussion? All in favor, let me know and show hands, please. I got it. All right, Mr. Yeah, Rogers. I ain't got it on there. I ain't got the 
Tax assessors. Tax assessors, Mr. Chairman, um, by unanimous decision, we uh, recommend Mr. David Smiley. Okay. For a real point. Move, Mr. Chairman. <clears throat> Second. Okay. Motion second that we have Mr. Daly Smiley reappoint Tax Assessors Board. Any further discussion? All in favor, show of hands, please. Mr. David Smiley, any opposition? One? Okay. Uh, one opposed, Commissioner Stevens. Okay. And the uh, Cultural and Historic Resource Committee, uh, by unanimous decision, we recommend uh, Ms. Carolyn Carter. Ms. Mm. Carolyn Carter, we know her. I'll make a motion, Mr. Chairman. Is there a second to that? Second. Second by Commissioner Jones and Ms. Carolyn Carter's appointed to the Cultural Historic Resources. That's a good place for her. Oh, yeah, man. Any further discussion? All in favor, by show of hands, please. Ms. Carolyn Carter, any opposition? Unanimous. Sir. Mr. Chairman. Yes, sir. Um, just to make a comment on uh, these board appointments that we considered. Um, if that's okay, Commissioner, yeah, yeah, just make mention that we didn't have any other applications to consider on uh, two of them and only had one on the third. So uh, those that we reappointed or uh, selected to be reappointed, there was no uh, other applications to consider. Mm. Now, I always encourage people when they ask me to... to, to, to um, Stay tuned to the county website and or the Coastal Curry. I know a lot of people don't do that. Um, so that they'll know what positions are available. And I always uh, advise people generally if they want to get into politics, even to try, try committee work, you know, then work their way up to uh, politics. So I'm, I'm just wanted to hear that there weren't any more. Uh, with, you know, with all the stuff that's being in social media, you think folk who making all that noise and want to, you know, be a part of the process. So you can stay out there in the fuss, but if you don't be a part of the process, then really have any reason to but that, you know mr chairman that's um there was a public notice that ran on the i guess in the coastal courier on the 15th and the 22nd so yeah yeah it's a duly advertised, duly advertised. All, three, but, uh, all three boards and yeah. you know all the pertinent information it's the only other thing i would like to do is encourage us as commissioners to maybe you know let our contacts know when their uh, positions available in case they want to consider it but um, I like our process. Um, to me, it's uh, above board. You know, there's no there's no secrets, and the general public has the opportunity to to apply. So I just encourage them to do so, especially since we're being live streamed. So you all, <laughs> yeah. you know, please please apply. Yes, sir. I got a call about the appointment, and they and I was looking for it, but they said in the paper it's a real small small embedded. It's not like it used to be a big article. Mm. I mean, it's still costing us the same amount. Mm -hmm. They have made it a whole lot more smaller. Really? Yeah. Cost went up, man. Yeah. Is, is, is it about this size, Commissioner Stevens? Is it smaller than that? The, the one right here. Is it smaller? Smaller, they say. Smaller than that? Yeah. Okay. I was looking for it, but I didn't, yeah. I didn't see it. But that was the call I got, you know, that it was real, it was real embedded. Mm. Like how the other one yeah. and well, just like the tax assessment notice. Mm -hmm. I mean, um, what we were talking about. Press release. Uh huh. They've got it. So they more of a, they, 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 they told you they saw it, but it was small. <laughs> they didn't see it, so, but it did see it. And they saw it probably on the second go round. Oh, okay. It it, t mm -hmm. it takes a lot to 
Oh yeah, you don't. That's 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 not that's not for appointments. All right, duly noted. All right. You ready, sir? Apologies, oh, didn't get that. But all here, right. But here is that list of Exhibit A mm -hmm. uh, that's on there. Be glad to answer any questions. This is this is these are the same items that were on the little bit different formatted sheet, but this is the the legally formatted way that they have to appear in Exhibit A. The only note I'll make is, as you as you notice, most of those projects fall under Liberty County that were at the top of the sheet because they'll be administered by the county. So basically you're seeing an Exhibit A that demonstrates a <coughs> governmental unit whose projects, who will be administering those. <coughs> All right, and this you just yeah. same information, just a different format, right? You just yeah. So this is the yeah. same format we had to put it in last time for the. All right. Well, well, I look, I'm looking down here at Liberty Regional. So you took them from eight to five. Yes, sir. I believe in the original one of the originals you saw. Was eight. Uh, yes, sir. I think it actually started out one of the first ones at a million and it went to eight and went to five. It started with a million. And then we went to eight. Uh, same with the industrial <laughs> party. The industrial mm -hmm. party was originally at a million dollars and then was reduced to eight. Well, maybe when the industrial authority released some of that money that they are holding that belongs to the tax office, <laughs> I'll feel a whole lot better about that. I'm not on that. Maybe, maybe the Senate resolution bill 809, it might help us out to find out where that money is at. Well, our county attorney is involved in that process. He tells me they are working it out. Um, <laughs> what, where's Riceboro at on this thing? Riceboro be on the back, back page. Sorry. Well, they took the whole back page up. <laughs> no, oh, no. No, no. Midway, Walkerville back there, too. Yeah. And I remind you once again, just so for clarity, especially for my, uh, I want to say TV audience, this this list, Mr. Brown's right, a lot of these projects come under the county heading, but I, I give credit to my, I'm going to just say small cities. There were things that they were on their wish list. We were not able to to um, provide for them. But they understood. They understood. But there were a lot of stuff that they wanted and needed that did, didn't make the cut, as we say. Mr. Chairman, the, the public works, that's a new, our new facility to be built. Would be. Mm -hmm. Within this blast. And the... Um, <clears throat> exit 76, okay, those were in their improvements at the Midway. I kind of get that one and the one do down too. by Townsend or wherever. Yeah, South Newport. South Newport, okay, yeah. so this is 76. Hey, Mr. Riff, the, um, just make sure I didn't answer your question wrong. There's a little bit of money in the current Splash 6 for the road department facility. This, mm -hmm. would, this would close the Delta now that we have a price on potential construction. And on the, I had someone talk, ask me about the historical, cultural. Do we have like qualifications for that? If we do, we have a, if, you're, me. Yes, mm -hmm. if, you, if you remember the board adopted a set right. of guidelines for okay. we do. funds and a screening committee. If you don't mind, send that. We just haven't had any requests in a while. Yeah. yeah well, we don't have someone. any, you know, the rest of the money that's in this is designated for, for one purpose. Yeah. 
divvied it gotcha, all out on the gotcha, money. Gotcha. Gotcha. We, 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 but we still, do we still have the pine chop? Uh, that would fall under historical cultural. We just lumped in with that. Oh, it's lumped in with there. Mm -hmm. Okay. It would okay. Be, that's what all right. I didn't. Yes, sir. <clears throat> okay. All right. So, okay. What, what was the historical uh, budget uh, on this last splice? What are the current splice that we're in now? Five hundred thousand, I believe. Okay. So, uh, and I, I support historical and culture, uh, but why was it uh, significantly increased in? And there are certain other projects that that are lack of funding. Yeah, I, I don't really. I, right. Know, right. Just a, a recommendation that came out early. I think maybe because I. And, and I go back to my statement. There were several things didn't make the cut at all. Yeah. That were asked for. Yeah. Also the entertainment yeah. center. Yeah. I think when yeah. uh, when the Hanshaw School came up. It, yeah. It was a separate. It was a separate, and we decided to combine the two. Yeah. As to why that number was settled on. Yeah. I'm, 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 yeah. Right. Mr. Chairman, on the historical side, um, of course, you know as good as anybody who's maintaining our our original Liberty County cemeteries on Fort Stewart. How does that? Army does. They do it all. The military does. Mm -hmm. Do y'all do contract it out? We we cut the grass. Mm -hmm. out but I mean, anything else that fencing and stuff like that, they they take care of that too. Really? Mm -hmm. It was a it was one of the good agreements that the citizens of that time made with the military. I was just wondering, you know, we, we've got one right at the back gate, on, going in the right field on the left. Mm -hmm. That cemetery, that's the, but that's not that's even not on the reservation. Uh, uh, that's Anderson. Uh, uh, Anderson Cemetery. Uh, that's a new home. New home. Yeah, I I, I think on our contract we. Um, all over the base, we got about, I think it's about 30 a lot of that, that we maintain. I mean, some of them just small. Yeah, like three or four people. Mm -hmm. The military three does all bodies. that. They yeah. paint the fences and all and take care of all from, that. From time to time. Okay. As their budget allows. Mm -hmm. Main thing they do is make sure the grass is. Yeah, we cut the grass though. Oh, they, for instance, a, a, um, a tree fell over the fence the other day, one of them, so they you know, had the fence repaired. I got you. I'm a just, just I, I didn't know how that was mm -hmm. done. Yeah, I'm talking about spot, sir. Sir, oh, I, I was just uh, I got a few questions about this list. Uh, so our our current spots was 54 million, correct? Yes, sir. And now this one coming up, we're expecting 69. So that's another 15 million. And uh, with that increase of 15 million dollars, where where did did the majority of that that go, because I know some projects fell off, like City Hall. But I, I'm I'm just trying to figure out which projects. No, City Hall is still part of what they're doing. Hinesville? they're still paying debt on, isn't it? City, uh, is I it believe the, they. I don't believe that was one of the ones on here for them this time. They mentioned City. Uh, what, uh, am I confusing that with the fire department? Public works expansion. Maybe the fire station. Uh, safety equipment, and then in there, then the stuff you saw at the bottom. You know, now moves into one block, right? So it's uh, for roads and streets and some of those. Uh. The public works, that's going to be a, that's a new. From my understanding from them, that would be an expansion of the current facility from what they're mm -hmm. doing now across the railroad. Mm -hmm. track, yeah. On some property to be acquired. Right, yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. 
before. And Coastal Commission, you know, we added the health department. And the public we, works. Public works. And the entertainment center. The big county things. We added all those things. Yeah. I mean, I understand an entertainment center standpoint, but, I mean, with, with all respect, the, the funding for that, I mean, that, that, that money be spent with just having an engineer. Sure will. Coming to, to us, telling us what to do with the money. Yep. So, uh, with that being said, uh, how, how, what's the plan for moving forward on that in, in a six-year time? If, if we don't have the adequate funding. Well, Mr. Chairman, let me ask a question. Mm -hmm. How much money are you looking at to build this event center, whatever? That's in your view. How much money and how large? You know, that, that, to me, that's, that's a driving I, factor. I, I understand. I, I appreciate it. Uh, I, I guess it's just like anything else. Uh, I have done some research. I know for a fact. And this is, this, this is I guess, what I'm trying to explain. Uh, nothing can be set in stone in, until we figure out how much money we're going to allocate towards, you know, the youth or the family entertainment uh, standpoint. I have done some research. I know for a fact that at Bullock County uh, for their uh, water park, and what I'm saying is we don't have to, it's not set in stone a water park. What I'm saying is something. Uh, they allocated, what, $5.4 million, and, and, and that was the investment. That's all? That was back in 2004. Well, I, I'm getting a, a <clears throat> I, yeah, I'm kind of like Commissioner um, Stevens. I need... We need to really decide if we're going to do it. I mean, are, are we all on board? Is it going to be an event center, and a water park, entertainment center? Because, you know, really the water park is only three or four months out of a year. And I don't know that it would bring in the revenue that we would need. And then you've got who's going to run it, you know, the direct department, then that's going to need more employees so there's a lot of factors and i know you know that Absolutely. a lot of factors in um approving whatever it is that you're trying to get approved I, i'm not i don't know and I, that I, I, I got us I, a correct I, vision on what you're trying to I, to get here other than well, get some money on splost to, to separate to to do something uh for family entertainment it's, it's just like if i go to get a loan from from the bank to build a house I, I won't know what size house that I could build until I find out how much money I'm going to have. So it's, it's the same thing. And, and I, I get it. We could say three months. We could say six months. First of all, here in Liberty County, we, we, we don't have four seasons. And that's another thing. Honestly, I, I think our, our pools should be open a little bit longer than they are. That's just me. And, uh, but, again... Once we figure out that we all a consensus, which, which I've been trying to get for the past eight, nine years, that we are going to move forward with something, then it makes it a whole lot easier to move forward on, on a project. And again, I can't do it all by myself. I, I need to make sure that us as a, as a, as a board, that we're looking at, at our future for, for economics, for, for the synergy, to, to be able to, to truly create a, a community where we can live, work, and play. That's the only thing I'm trying to do. 
I mean, we, we can sit here and, and say that we need public safety. I understand we need that. And I understand that, that also we, we need uh, uh, put more money in our infrastructure in our roads. But with all the respect, I thought that's why we passed T-SPLOS. When, 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 we when we went to our citizens and talked about T-SPLOS, what, what was the reason why we told them? We, we passed T-SPLOS, we would be able to put more money into our roads and infrastructure. But still to this day, the new SPLOS comes out and we're still heavy on putting roads and, and dirt roads on this SPLOS. When we have a whole another SPLOS to, that generates, uh, what are we looking at for that one, $54 million? But we got to wait on it to get there. It's not there yet. It's kind of like regular spots. I'm not disagreeing spots. with you. We got You can't spend it until we get there. Well, we've been doing that too. Well, we have. We have been doing some, that. But but, the, and, 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 and I and I totally wait. understand. But what I'm saying is, when, if we go to the citizens and tell them well, that we're we we, we need T spots because we focus on roads and dirt roads, I've heard you say it too. I still say it. To support T-SPLOS, right? Mm -hmm. But then True. whenever we come into SPLOS, we're telling them the same thing. We need we need money for, for dirt roads and on we, SPLOS. And we do. We do. We do. About two we need both. That's on double dipping. That's the only thing I'm saying. And I, I get it. But we, we, we came to our citizens and requested that they support T-SPLOS. For dirt roads. And we've been true to that. And I'm not disagreeing with that. What I'm saying is that's that's... That's the money over there for all the roads that, that we talk about. And the only thing I'm saying is not all the if roads. It's not we all will never be able to pave roads. all the dirt roads. Mm -hmm. I might not have any dirt roads, but I have pr plenty of friends who live on those dirt roads that ride their ATVs up and down those dirt roads. I promise you I do. But more importantly, like I'm saying, if, you, if we look at this list, other than I understand what everyone's going to say from the public safety standpoint, but what Name one of these projects that we truly give back to our community. I don't have an airplane. All of them. How? I'm, I'm talking about where, 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 where they could touch our community. Everything that's on here touches And, Mr. Our Chair, I get it. From Gump Branch to Sunbury. I understand that from the public safety standpoint and everything. What I'm saying is the average citizen, name one of these projects that the average citizen could walk into and say that they're a part of. Commissioner Frazier, as a leader, Right. You have to help educate that folk as to what these projects do for them. They won't have a full understanding because they don't sit where you sit. And Mr. Chair, they don't see the big picture that respect, you see. And, and obviously, my picture is a little bit bigger than just this as well. Yeah. That's the only thing I'm trying to say. I, I, would, not, I, I would not dare say, I'm sorry, I'm going to cut you off. But a health department is vitally important to our community. We need that, man. Again, I have plenty. But would the general citizen say... We need a health department. I, oh, definitely. What 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 I'm saying is we could we could do it all. Yeah. That that's the only thing we I'm do saying. Do it as much as we can, but what we have to use. Right, and and what I'm saying is like even if we look at this list, let's let's put it as a priority. Which which projects can we that we have to get off the ground now, and which projects could could possibly wait for six years? That's the only thing. Because honestly, without the respect, I waited for six years for the same project. So did the health department. I, We've been waiting. So the health department. Is, uh, is the, I under, uh, understand. We talked about it last o time. Only thing I'm saying is we, are, we talk about the money from the SPLOS, the T-SPLOS, and what we're generating. I just wish we could change the narrative and look at how much money that we're losing. 
for citizens leaving out of Liberty County. We have to. We have to. It's imperative that we focus on that. I think people leave to go out of Liberty County just because they don't have a of, they don't have a choice. No, no, Commissioner Thrift, I, I have children here. Let's bring it in for me. I'm bringing it in. Tell me what I, you want to build. What, 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 I'm, what I'm saying is something. I, let's put a committee together to, to look at what's the, the best possible way. You were on the way. committee, you and Ryan Arnold and, and Carl Riles. And if we, if we listen, the it, and the reason... Mr. Riles is on there. I, I, I get it. Well, I get it. I, 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 I get it. I get it. I think we I get it. You're on the complete. committee. And again, if you all aren't, aren't, aren't fully committed to doing something. I'm not. And that's, and that's the thing. So, so we will continue to watch these other communities around us create and, and grab our sales tax. They're doing it. I promise you. All right, sir. It's, it's every day. You, you see it. And I'm telling you, Bryan County, all these other counties are sitting back and watching us sit back and not creating an environment for, for, our, for our people. I've even talked to other realtors. People move into Liberty County for the most part because they have to. We have to create an environment where people want to move to Liberty County, and that's the only thing I'm trying to do. So thank you. Okay. Thank you. Chair. Yes, sir. One thing I'm going to ask Commissioner Frazier, I know this project is dear to his heart. All I'm asking is, Bring back to this board, if you can, our estimated price. We know inflation, everything is going up. And bring back a, a simple plan that we all can look at, so that we all can have input into it. And also, there's another way of possibly getting this done. The industrial authority can float a bond to build this thing if necessary. Okay? Thank you. I, I, was this on the sales tax referendum? This is what we're... This is no, I'm just asking. Well, Commissioner Frazier said something about the... The yeah, we, we family put, entertainment. We, we, set, aside the sales tax. we set aside a million dollars for... Right. The next for the, round. Yeah. And it's this. been six years and no, nobody's no, no, no. even... No, 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 no. Six six years ago, uh, uh, if if you uh, uh, remember, we we floated around the 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 option of doing that. Actually, uh, Commissioner Giller and myself, we even found some some money during that time. Actually, we allocated, we found two point five million towards it for doing this splice. You know, we we uh, reworked some numbers, but unfortunately didn't get the support during that time. So, and now this time it's, it's, it's even less. So that's the only concern, but All right, I get it. Sure, let's go. I got to get out of here. Okay. So are we, uh, this, you gave it to us for information last well, time. Well, I right? did. I did because, and you won't vote on that tonight, but at your okay. mid month, you'll need to adopt in a government agreement. We'll keep a copy. Yes, ma'am. It's him here. I'm still not in my heart's not there with that 800000 for the industrial authority. That could go towards something else, too. Right. Totally agree. And also, Mr. Chairman, um, I'm looking at it down there, too, and I don't know if this be a sore subject or not, but that hospital authority money, um, and I'm aware, we are aware that the hospital authority, I guess, gets their own part of money millage. and millage, and so... They're getting the millage, and then we are being asked to supplement them more. Um, 
And I go back to something Commissioner Stevens mentions often. You know, we took a lot of the load off of the hospital authority with incorporating those employees, EMS, and all of those services that they provide. And um, they still need money. Um, by us relieving them of some of those burdens, that should reduce their need for, I would think. And that money probably could be used somewhere else also. Just me talking. Thank you. Just need to really. Oh, yeah, Ms. I'm sorry, Mr. Chairman. Uh, we had it on there last time, uh, Commissioner. They built the new facility down there off of I-95, a clinic there to try to reach out to those folks uh, in the Midway area in the I-95 and to those industrial um, plants that are down there in case they have somebody they need to send closer than bringing them all the way to the hospital. But we did reduce it from a million, then we went to eight, now we're at 500. Um, so there's no doubt they're, they've got a lot of needs over there, a lot that needs to be done at the facility here in Hinesville. And I'm sure that's why they asked for this amount, or for some. I think with equipment, wasn't it? Equipment. equipment. There is a lot. <coughs> And, and, and up-to-date equipment that needs yeah. to be. And being on the Savannah Tech board, I didn't even say anything about Savannah Tech. They, not, they didn't make the list this year. I was going to say I don't I, see them I didn't on push here. it. I would like to have, but I didn't push it, so I let that go. So everybody's giving up something you know, to make the same work. You know. I just really need to know tonight if the <laughs> list is okay, because if not, I need to change this list because it's going out to the rest of the governments uh, during this month of July. You'll actually adopt the list at your next meeting and call for the election. You say Kelly was showing it to the uh, Riceboro tonight. Riceboro approved it tonight. That's okay. correct. But Joey uh, and Mr. Chairman, what what are we looking at that we've got in fund balance? We think we may have in fund balance. Uh, fund balance, you've got about nine months in fund balance right okay. now, which doesn't mingle with this. But I'm, right, I, I know you know. Yeah. You would need approval. For the list as it is or not? As it is. Mr. Chairman, I make a motion that we approve the list for SPLOS 6 as presented. Second. Mr. Second, we approve the SPLOS list as presented, knowing that it's going around to our collaborative partners. You say went to where tonight? We went to Riceboro. Riceboro tonight. Yes, sir. Any further discussion, which I think we had plenty, but I will say that. All in favor of the motion as presented, please. By show of hands. All right. Opposition. All right. I have three, three. And thank you, Mr. What Chairman, Mr. Brown. I had four, three. What did I have? Four, three. Four, four three. three. Okay. For y'all's work on getting it presented for you. Thank you. All right. Uh, Real quick update, Mr. Chairman, if you'll let me know. Procrastinate. I, I did receive a letter from uh, GDOT. Uh, evidently, there has been an engineering study requested at Limerick Road at Highway 17. All right. And so, uh, based on that data, they uh, basically would not recommend a signal. They won't approve a signal at that location, uh, but they do want two way stop control intersections with post mounted beacons. Uh, instead of overhead beacons. So what the result of the engineering study was is they're going to take down the caution light 
and put flashing beacons on the roadside. They say those are more effective that folks see those. So I just want to make you aware that I'm not sure who requested the study, but somebody did, and basically that's what they're going to end up changing out. <laughs> what I had originally heard, um, and I think nobody was aware of it when I first discussed it, but uh, that GDOT had, was considering a roundabout at that location, and that was the last thing that I was informed of us first I'm hearing about this uh, study. Um, Reach out to Mr. Long. All right. Okay. I like and I can too. Okay. Basically, yep. that, you know, we're under an agreement to pay. We pay the intersection control lights right now. Mm -hmm. So I'll, we can go back to Mr. Back to Mr. Long, really back to the state and That's say, great. will you leave the beacon there? Mm -hmm. Because now they may want to change those out to post-mounted beacons. Okay. Is what GDOT wants the to three do. Three of you all have a conversation. But yes, really. Well, the, yeah. and Joy, now you, you said move the overhead light at at Freeman Grove and um, 17, and put um, what well, you you putting post mounted beacons what, on the six road feet side. six feet high on it, the it side of the road. Uh, I mean, say, you know, just, just as an example, it so, doesn't it doesn't say on all four corners. It would be on all four corners. Probably going to so uh, on the on the Limerick. Um, Limerick Freeman Grove, that that would be red, red flashing. Should be. Should be. I'll double check. Should be yellow on seventeen. Should be yellow on seventeen. Yellow on seventeen. Should be now. Just like it is overhead, but it'd be. Is that something new they're doing? It's something that FHWA now says is better than overhead beacons. I've seen them in different areas. That's what they want. That's what they want. Have we got? Trent's up to date on all that stuff, ain't Because I noticed the city of Hinesville are really putting up stop signs around. Or are they? Do what? I say are they putting yeah, the, up all those. The city council's been involved in that. I hear the. Yeah. yeah on the so city it's council. not anything to do with a. Traffic uh, it's, it's, it's from the constituents, isn't it? It's just from the constituents' complaints. I stand mute. <laughs> <laughs> okay. just, just, get, just get the concrete here. Yeah, I, did, I just put them up when the email comes in. Before uh, I hear, they, they're, they're responding to citizens. Yeah, that's... Commissioner Jones, I won't sign. I won't sign. <laughs> what I heard. I ain't going back to until we have a chance to talk. You're right. To you. Protect your but, job. Like Joy. Oh, on the other end of um, Freeman Grove Road at um, 196. Yeah, at 196. Wow. Now that that um, that's to me that, that that part is bad. I know we've had some accidents there, and we've had um, if they're coming out from the side where the store is. I don't know the name of that road. And then you you got the, your Pate Rogers, and then you got the cross. Especially if you're going Freeman Grove, you, you kind of. If there was a signal there or something there, if nothing else, it'll slow down that traffic. Because when people come from 17 or from 84, by the time they get there, they route 80. Yeah, it's bad. You can't you can't judge the distance well. Yeah, you, you, you can't it's judge just, the distance. And, and then you can see some of them trying to, if they're going straight across, they try to get in that in that mm -hmm. cut through between the medians, and you, you know it's, it's just tough getting out of that side. That's I would like to see something there if, if um. We can ask GDOT to, to look at that. I know we've done yeah. it in the past, but it's been a little while. It didn't yeah. it didn't warrant didn't meet the signal warrants. Yeah. We can ask them again. Mm -hmm. Yes, uh, thank you, Joy, for your consideration and um at least getting the Trent to at least talk with us some more on that because I've already had some uh my constituents 
reach out to me about this idea we're discussing now. Bad idea on one hand, so it needs further discussion before we finalize it. I would like to have more conversation with them. We'll be glad to, absolutely. So they'd rather the um, caution light then? It's um, some of the comments, you know, because yeah. uh, just like anything else, you know, stop signs, people run right, plow right through them, you know. Uh, so if you got it up there, there's very less of a chance for them to be run into. Mm -hmm. Accidents, cars will knock them over, being planted. So that was one of the uh, comments that I've gotten as we speak now. So uh, I would like to give it some more consideration before we finalize anything. Be, be glad to. Then we'll just we need to work up some comments to go back to GDOT since it's their roadway. So we'll yeah, okay. absolutely to do that. Well, so, uh, so Joey, GDOT will have jurisdiction over the, the total intersection. Absolutely. Uh, I hadn't thought about it that way. I'm thinking digits only. We could control 17, but since it intersects with 17, they they got a right of way that. Goes. I hear you. Yeah, yeah, I they're hear gonna you. That, the whole intersection is in okay. that right away. All right. All right. Got it. Got it. I'm educated. Uh, just to let you know, too, we're working on Miller Station groundbreaking date. Uh, got a construction meeting this week, so we'll be getting with y'all on on a date to have that official groundbreaking. The land's pretty well cleared now. Just got to make sure we got some safe parking areas. Uh, they're, mo they're moving along on that. Um, and just to make you aware, we had some damage uh, to restrooms at James A. Brown Park. That's the second one we've had. Oh. Um, so we are looking at ways to go ahead and be able to close those restrooms in the off hours. What? Do you have any cameras up uh, anything in the county? No, so because there's no wireless right there. So you wouldn't have any access to. Uh, I, was, I was told that some time ago the commissioners made a decision to make sure the restroom had 24-hour access. I don't think that's a good idea after a certain time of night. I think you have to lock those um, parks are closed anyhow after dark or whatever. Yeah, I don't never remember it being, I know you and I went to Homestown and those were open, but it was during the daytime when people would come in and out, but I don't never remember. We, we, we modified the ones at Homestown so that the, um, the fenced in part of the pavilion so that you could get to the restrooms from from the outside without going through the, the fenced in part. I mean, so those doors are open. So Mr. Time. Gross is working up a plan to, to try to see how he can get those closed. What, what, what happened down there, James Brown? Somebody just went in there and just tore it. Uh, yes, yeah, right. They, 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 Stafford Park, too? They destroyed it. Park, too. Yeah, yeah that, well, I say James Brown, Stafford Park, my, yeah. my bad. It, it was mm -hmm. there. That's the same place it occurred before they ripped the sinks off the off wall. The wall and the modes. Wall. Recently? Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. School out. That's Week before. That's yes, sir. That's what it is. School is out. Broke to come old and half. Yeah. Yes, sir, they did. Baseball bat. Yeah. So right. I'm really thinking. I hope y'all feel that way. That after certain hours, it should be locked down because yeah. Yeah. that's open yeah. to anything, y'all. That's true. Yeah, with people sleeping. Yes. I was going to say homelessness. That's open to mm -hmm. anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Brown, I know you didn't mention anything about. Well, no, we got a meeting Tuesday with a uh, contracting down at Headstock. So we're going to try to narrow down a ribbon cutting date. Good. And uh, I'll be at that meeting Tuesday. Right. I hope. So I don't know if you're going to make it or not. Could I do one more, Mr. Chairman, uh, while I got Mr. Brown? I've uh, <laughs> noticed that we've uh, received some of the cars that I guess we've ordered from Enterprise that's been starting to be distributed to departments. Um, I hadn't seen one that was electric <clears throat> or hybrid or eco-friendly. 
<laughs> um, could you give me an update on that, where we at there? If Those would be in the future because mm -hmm. we're, we're not able to get any, period, right now. We don't have any way to charge electric cars, so it be a much larger environment. Chatham County, I think, went through about a four-year process and got some federal funds to buy charging stations and things like that, so definitely not in our process right now. We're just starting to see the initial vehicles come in that were ordered last year. So we are aware. I mean, we've talked about it. We've, we've looked at some federal grants maybe to apply for, but unfortunately the electric vehicles are not fixing to roll out on any of our fleet, I would say, in the next year or better. Because yep, number one, they're not accessible to get, and number one, we don't have any way to maintain them. But this is something that we are working on, looking forward to, because I hear us, uh, Commissioner Frazier always talks about us catching up with other counties, and uh, I know of several counties that are electric already. I don't know how long it took them to get theirs done, but um, we're behind as far as comparing ourselves to other counties, and um, I would like to see us get up to speed um, along the electric car hybrid or something to show that um, we're wanting to go that direction. Most um, most of those counties, I think, and cities larger, uh, moved into mm -hmm. hybrid vehicles first and then sought out grants through the electric. Um, I would think that would work best first rolled out on some of your standard vehicles, like the Traverses and all that are just around town vehicles for charging. Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately, electric trucks, which is a large majority of our fleet uh, and stuff like that are not really marketable yet. I mean, you know, the yeah, even if we just, lastability. Yeah. I mean, I know Fords will run longer than any truck out there huh? on the road, but I'm, I'm just not sure. <laughs> well, I'm just not sure about the, the electric side of that. But yes, sir, Mr. Jones, we're, we're, we're. Yeah, even if we just start off with one vehicle per department, you know, it doesn't have to be the entire fleet to something to at least get kick started and show that we are headed in that direction or at least exploring it. Right, it could, it, you know, we have to look at where those vehicles are parked and done in, in the departments. I think the ones that are around here, you could put some charging stations here and start with a base of operations there. But most of those vehicles too that you see are cities, and Chatham's a perfect example, have a, uh, a central parking area that they go to. And so they have county vehicles are not assigned necessarily to departments, some may be, but most of them are in a pool. So they bring them back to a, one location, they can be charged and do all that. So locations, you know, something we gotta work out also. But we have already had that discussion with Enterprise. All right, thank you. Yes, if the gas keeps going up, they may have to do the eight leg. <laughs> That's four people pushing them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, did you do middle station groundbreaking already, sir? Yeah, yes, right. Okay. We're going to be, they're going to be looking at that Sorry. this I'm, week. My mind was somewhere. Okay. Anything else for good order? No, sir. Chair, take the motion to adjourn. Move. Second. Exactly. All in favor, show your hands. Uh, Thank you. Yes,